What's up, everybody? Before we get into this awesome episode, a little word from our sponsors. Laughable 2.0 is out right now, available on your iOS and soon to be on your Android. It's the first and only app where you're able to not only subscribe to your favorite podcasts, but also to your favorite artists. So if you want to keep up to date with where your favorite artists are a guest on or host on, you can check that out in the app. Also, don't forget, if you don't want to listen to us through any podcast app, you can listen to us on DemonSeedRadioNetwork.com, um, where we air every Thursday, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.15 p.m. Pacific Time, with re-air every Friday night. This week's guest is Chris Gore from FilmThread.com. You guys probably know him from G4's Attack of the Show, FX's The X Show, and even the Podcrash podcast. Uh, we're really pleased to have this fellow Batman nerd with us on this episode, and I hope that you guys are too. So drinks up, motherfuckers, and enjoy the show. doing it oh yeah uh cheers because <laughs> we got booze in the house and cheers, now we cheers. drank cheers yes I'll go cheers like cheers nice. so we're coming in after probably about 20 minutes of us bullshitting off mic and we're like we should probably get on the mics and do this there <laughs> yeah yeah bring the audience into the podcast all that shit yeah man Chris Gore. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me on the show. This place, first of all, your place is amazing. Thank you, thank you. This uh, is—I mean—you uh, can't see it on the podcast, but there is an amazing original rollerball poster um, in the corner here, and I love that film. I mean, it's such a classic dystopian science fiction movie from the '70s. And then we were talking about how the remake totally sucked. That remake was just the worst <laughs> rollerball. No, it was terrible. Oh, it was. Absolutely horrible. I actually have been kicking around doing a second podcast called Unnecessary Remake, where I just review original movies and their remakes. Oh my god! You should. You need. You need to videotape that shit and like you know, be like, why? <laughs> you know. One of the things I hate about modern Hollywood is unnecessary remakes, unnecessary sequels. They never live up. Well, and then also you've got these sort of regurgitated franchises. I mean, Francis Ford Coppola calls modern Hollywood, it's like factory filmmaking, right? That's what that's that's kind of what it is. It's like everything is so overproduced and over-tested and costs so much money to make. I mean, there's it's hardly any originality, which is why everything's based on like a movie or a pre-existing property. Do you think piracy has a lot to do with that? Because why take a risk on something that's original when there's not as much profit to be made because of piracy? Uh, that's, I mean, I'll bet that plays into it a little bit. And also like, I'm not one of like whiny, like, oh, everything sucks. <laughs> like everything sucks. Like, you know, I just saw Guardians of the Galaxy volume two. I have, I need to see that. Three times and I loved it. Okay. But that's like James Gunn coming from indie film who's, mm-hmm. you know, crazy that he got this Marvel gig and is sort of like, you know, inserting incredibly bizarre. There's a joke about in that movie about, 
uh, Star-Lord makes a joke about how if only his cock had a hand on it on the end of it, <laughs> that he would be a better pilot. Like, this is in a movie produced by Disney. So I love when... when That's true. Because <laughs> we were talking about, like, subversive ideas that leak into mainstream. I've always loved that. Like, Matt Groening wrote this really famous essay about how um, it's his duty as an artist to leak incredibly subversive ideas into mainstream things. If you look at The Simpsons... There, okay, yes, it's a cartoon, but nothing on television. If The Simpsons was live action, it would be banned in the United States. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because of all the, all the discussion of drugs, of mm. you know, religion, you could never do that in live action, right? There's no way. No. You give it a pretty cartoon and people look the other way. It's, it, it's weird what you can get away with in cartoons. Well, do you remember when they made a porno parody of, of, of The Simpsons? They did? They yeah, did. I, love, I love the porn parody. They totally yeah. fucking did a porn parody of that. Like, everybody was painted yellow. Andy Sandemus was in that. Yeah, she, she played, was Marge. She played Marge, wow. yeah. Axel Braun is a genius. I <laughs> love that guy. Have you seen his superhero? Uh, fucking pro- I, I, I have no, which Now, which one? He's done He's several. done a bunch. Yeah. Did I, he do a Batman v Superman okay, one? Okay, see. I'll buy those on he Blu-ray. Did, he, he did a Dark Knight one that was... I, I, I have my, that one. Really? Did you like it? It, it was okay. The, here's the problem. It, it's, it's, it's almost too good. This is this is my complaint because there's one also where it's like because there's different versions of Batman porn, right? Right, yeah, because they did one that was based on the yeah. the old TV show. Because obviously you and I are big Batman, of fans. course. I mean, yes, if you look yes. at your Instagram, my Instagram, we're yeah. huge Batman fans. Yep. You know, it just it recurs and comes up in posts. But like, yeah, there's so there's one Batman porn parody that I think I think is James Dean. Like, is he Robin in that one? Wait, you're right. He is. Yeah. He does play Robin. That but was an old one. I can't. But remember. it's an older one, and it's like the TV's Adam West Batman yes. porn parody. Okay, yeah. so but there's a scene where like the Adam West Batman, I forget the actor who plays him, is getting blown, and I'm like, this is kind of ruining my childhood. <laughs> like I love that old TV show, and I never. And but the thing is, this if you look back at the old Batman TV show. Mm-hmm. There is so much weird sexual innuendo. Didn't notice it as a kid. And there's one where one of the, I forget one of the villains, the Batman villains, is a total straight up dominatrix with slaves and masters. And she has like, I mean, it, I mean, it, she has like the slave boys walking around. I mean, it's like she's tying Batman up. Catwoman would like tie Batman up in oh, like yeah. weird I, ways and stuff. It's like. funny that you say that because I actually did not a direct parody, but I did a, a scene. Um, for a, feti- a BDSM company for Mean Dungeon for Mean Bitches actually more specifically where um, originally they wanted it to be based on like the Dark Knight franchise mm-hmm. but when the guy that was booked to play Batman who looks more like you know like Christian Bale-ish you know mm-hmm. he had to cancel at the last minute so then he ended up hiring an older fellow who looks more like the Adam West version of Batman oh wow so they completely switched the script around and, and they tried to base it around remember the old movie that they did in like the 60s oh, yeah. or whatever yeah. with the I think she was Catwoman was like had like a Russian accent or whatever she played um, it wasn't Eartha Kitt no 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 she her, she was uh, her secret identity was Miss Kitka yeah Kitka and Miss so Kitka. In, in this parody it was Miss Kitkat because you oh, know, for legalities oh that's good so I had to speak with an accent and everything and it was really funny because the way we did it was they did the hokey little beginning where these you know my henchmen are I'm just laying there like a cat on this cat-like bed and my henchmen are like fighting with him and shit and then when he finally kicks the shit out of him he comes up to me and then all I do is take off my mask and you know I 
it's almost like a like a fucking um a uh, Clark Kent Superman thing, you know, you take the glasses off. Oh shit, it's Superman. <laughs> right, so with right. me, they didn't want me to wear the cat mask, so I just wore cat ears. So all I did was take the cat ears off, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And then he gets knocked the fuck out, and then he wakes up tied up, naked, with with you know nothing but his bat mask on. And then I start telling him all this nasty shit that I did to him while he was passed out, and I'm like threatening to blackmail him with all this stuff, and it was really hilarious. <laughs> I'm curious, has any like porn parody ever been sued ever like i love the not it's either not the or blank triple x so so but you know like not the flintstones or whatever it is yeah, not yeah. the brady bunch but like because you would think that like if they got sued that would be the best publicity on the planet I it can't would think, be i can't think of any case where that's ever I, happened. I don't think it's ever happened and also i know axel braun specifically for his his like because his are movies, too good his, his are really good this could be legit movies and so like, what what he does you know? is he, he makes sure that the costuming like you know for superman instead of an s it has like an x you right, know? right so he like makes sure that everything doesn't look identical to what it you know but um, but that's very interesting. I don't think anybody's ever gotten sued. And I don't know if it's because, I don't know, mainstream Hollywood just feels like, you know, it's just little stuff or whatever, or if just nobody really thinks about doing that. I don't know. Uh, no. I pulled up an article here. Five hilarious lawsuits involving porn parodies. Oh, never oh, mind. <laughs> never mind. Okay, wow. Okay. So but it has some of, the, some of these were not very well done. Smash Pictures did a Fifty Shades of Grey, a triple X adaptation. Oh, oh a triple X adaptation. <laughs> oh wow. Someone did a porn called Ben and Cherries. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Peanut butter D cup. All right. Well, that's cool. Uh what else have we got here? Super <laughs> Super Horneo Brothers. Uh, <laughs> Super Horneo Brothers. They got sued. <laughs> Yeah, it's from 1993. So, oh my god! But it's got to be just like cease and desist. I mean, would those it's things ever be. go to court? I mean, come on. I mean, it just means that it's not available. Oh my God, Ron Jeremy is Mario. Oh, yeah. Course. Well, that's yeah. obvious. <laughs> that's. I mean, I don't. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. <sighs> what else brilliant we got? Casting. Oh. Well, and there's a Doctor Who parody that got sued. There was a Doctor Who porn? Wait, there was? I yep. don't even remember I've that. I've never heard of this. Wait, uh, Leroy didn't do that one? Uh, Not this one. This article is a couple of years old. Wow, and they got sued. Does it say that they got sued? Mm-hmm. These are all titles that got sued. Oh, wow. Wow. Look for the title. Okay. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I love that it's... I love that those things existed. It just <laughs> sucks that they got sued. So... According to the article, there are already two Doctor Who porn parodies when the BBC that the BBC didn't seem to care about. When Abducted by the Daleks came out, showing three women kidnapped and sexed up by <laughs> the Daleks. Well, if you look at like the plunger on the end of the uh, you know early Daleks, that could be sort of a sexual like you, you ever see those videos of like women getting fucked by machines? Oh like, yeah, oh yeah. Not like oh, yeah. I have to say, have you ever seen like <laughs> we have uh, sitting around this table? This is a Justice League of people who have seen porn, right? <laughs> never, I've never once <laughs> seen porn. I I don't watch porn ever. I would never do it either. You know, right? <laughs> I am saving myself for marriage. God damn it! Yeah, me too. I'm a virgin. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ignore whatever's in those boxes in the corner. <laughs> But porn parodies are kind of fun because it's like I like to see how they change it. You know what I mean? How they change it up. Yeah. What scenes they decide to like, you know. Yeah. I feel like you you know you've made it when there is a porn parody, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, wow. Like, if you, like, I feel like it's sort of a badge of honor. Like, I, I, there's got to be producers who've made movies that it's like, they did a porn parody. Like, I've made it, right? Not only did I get the movie made, which is hard enough in this crazy business, <laughs> but I had a porn parody made of my movie. It's almost like when Weird Al parodies your song. Right, right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But what's weird is, is that Weird Al has, like, actually his career has outlasted almost everyone that he's made Seriously. fun of. If you think about it, like, he's still going to today. He's still around. I just saw him uh, at a him. premiere recently for um, that fucking, what's that movie called? Um, How to Be a Latin Lover. I was it, like, Weird Al is here. What the fuck? Isn't he also wow. the band leader for Comedy Bang Bang right now? Is he? Oh, that's is great. He? I have no idea. I love it. He's one of the nicest guys on the planet. He's so cool. Very, very normal, unassuming dude. For a guy named Weird Al, that's kind of amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. kind of interesting, right? Like, oh, he's really no- Weird Al is actually really normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. The por- por- there were Doctor Who porn parodies. I didn't even know that there was. A- Multiple. I assumed that they would have made one by now, but. There's a, apparently a whole article here about Doctor Who porn parodies. Well, Leroy did make one, There's enough one, right? for a whole article on Doctor Okay. All right. Wow. Oh, no, sorry. It's about Doctor Who sex toys. Oh, uh, oh, oh well, that's but of even better. You can get those things like Etsy. If you, I mean, there are lightsaber dildos. I have a lightsaber dildo. You do have a lightsaber actually, dildo. Okay, so. Well, there you go. So, wow. Someone someone who, you know, follows my work, obviously, he he noticed a lot of the Star Wars stuff that I put out there, and he gifted me a um, a red lightsaber dildo. Wait, what is, what is this picture I'm looking at? Oh no! What is this picture? Wait, is that a? Um, oh my god! <laughs> you want to describe it for our audience it's who can't see it? You need to I describe it. Show him. Show I, him. Are, I, yeah, I showed yeah. him oh, first. Yeah. Yes, you should please. I'll let Annie. I'm sure our audience would much prefer Annie describe the phallic object than a. It just looks like a fucking uh, like a cloudy looking dildo. With what's that thing called? The, the, um, the no, the yeah, the TARDIS. Sorry, I fucking blanked. The TARDIS in the middle of it, and then it's like really tiny. But that's it, right? It, yeah, it, it's like the TARDIS traveling. It's like the I mean, that's, yeah. I, I mean, guess you, you can go back in time with while you fuck yourself. <laughs> they also have a TARDIS paddle. Wait, what? See, I, oh my god, that's okay. Great. See that, I would totally fucking rock. No, what's fuck weird? I'm telling you, you could look up any weird. You could look up any sort of franchise or yeah. fun thing, and you just look up sex toys on Etsy. Someone is making it. Oh, for Seriously. sure. Give me, See, give I me like, one. I, I'm, I, yeah. I'm curious. I want to put this to the test. Uh, okay. Well, um, I mean, uh, let's let's. Uh, just look up Batman dildo. Just yeah, okay, because. yeah, yeah. I have a Captain America dildo. <laughs> you have the Captain America one? I've seen the one where the Avengers. Yeah, because like, they, have the whole, Avengers. they have a whole, because they, they asked me to review it because they know how much I like to cosplay. So right, they were right. like, you want, and they saw my Captain, this was at the time when, yeah. when Winter Soldier came out. Remember, right. was the, that was when the party, right? That wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that the wasn't Super Civil Bar War, party. That was the second one. Oh my God. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you find it? The bat plug. <laughs> There's a bat plug. <laughs> oh my god! I think you need the bat plug. I, I think you do, Annie. I think How you need the bat plug. How have I never plug. seen this before? God, I okay. Then there's the dildo bat. I never is... actually. Well, to be fair, I've never really thought about looking up Batman dildos. Um, wow. Because they, I know they do have I like, like the one with Batman's head. Yeah, Wait, let me see. That's kind of the tickler. There's a dildo bat with Batman's head. <laughs> <laughs> But I like how you can take your like love of geek things and just combine it with your sex with life. some kind of sort sex. of geeky sex. I love that. Well, I yeah. Love it. What I liked about getting the the lightsaber dildo because it literally it's like a a clear dildo. I mean, obviously someone had made it right, 
attached to a handle, um, a lightsaber handle, and then you can turn the switch and then it lights up. And in this case, it was red, so dark side. So I actually incorporated it because I feature dance now, right? I don't mm-hmm. shoot party anymore, but I feature dance. And I like to cosplay when I feature dance. It's kind of oh, like my nice. shtick, you know? Like, okay, what am I going to do? And I kind of go with the theme. Like I did Harley Quinn for one, Catwoman for another. And um, when I got this lightsaber, I was like, oh my God, I have to incorporate this into some kind of show. So I have a a Darth Vader act that I do where I found um, the Imperial March, like a very rock and roll, like heavy metal version of the Imperial March. And I kind of come out with my fucking uh, Darth Vader helmet. And then I have my lightsaber dildo because, um, spoiler alert for anybody that's seen me dance, um, for my final act on stage, I like to do a deep throat show with my dildos and stuff. <laughs> and usually when I'm not doing Darth Vader, I have like a, like, it looks like a sword. It's got like a handle and then a dildo on one and I just, I do like a sword swallowing act. So when I got this lightsaber dildo, I was like, I wonder if I could do it with this one. And sure enough, like watch the, you know, it's like lit up red and then it disappears down my throat, comes back out. So much fun. How, how much <laughs> it, so wow. it lights up so you can kind of see it lit up in your mouth. You know, I really, bit. you know, I should have someone like videotape me next time because I, I wonder if you could see it. It would be really awesome if it was like your throat? bright that enough to be... see it in my throat. But yeah, the last time I did that, I just like my... <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. How did this devolve into nerd sex toys? How did this happen to us? Look around the table. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's a fucking room full of nerds but do you over think, here. Okay, so let me ask: Do you think that people that are nerdy, because mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, Matt, we just met, but like, but Andy, I know you from yeah. your work on. We've run into each other at nerdy events. Yeah, we're always at WonderCon and, and Comic Con yeah. and and whatnot. I also know you from you know on social media. Mm-hmm. I love your presence. You're obviously very nerdy, but I do think there is an intersection, a sort of between people that are nerdy but also into sex and not just vanilla sex i think that people that are geeky are very open-minded oh yeah they're very open-minded when it comes to you know just sort of different ways of thinking about the world so i think that actually translates into you know sex because it seems to me geeky women that i have been with mm-hmm. are very not vanilla like and- that is almost consistent and I yeah. and I have to agree with you on that statement as well I know a lot of geek women ones that I've hooked up with ones that I'm friends with and they're all like that I'm like damn she's kind of freaky and it's it's like right. an it's like a um an, a thing like I've noticed that in the community like a lot of girls that are nerdy they're not vanilla at all right and there's definitely an intersection like in the Venn diagram of interests like I'm into all this nerdy stuff and a little kink you know it's not yeah. like yeah, but I also think that kinks is is pretty more mainstream now. I mean, when you look at like, look, I have not seen any of the either of the Fifty Shades. Fifty movies. Shades of Lame. I'm oh, sorry. Fifty Shades of Lame. Exactly. <laughs> like it's like I, I just uh, I, I just watched the Honest trailers for the for the new Fifty Shades movie, and it just looks so bad, like just crazy. I, I think I would just laugh my ass off seeing it in the theater. You know, but but a lot of that stuff is mainstream. But I remember growing up and mm-hmm. and, and like liking fetish stuff just because it was different. Yeah, I wasn't like you know a, a naked woman was just not enough. It had to be a naked woman with heels or a naked woman with right. like certain accoutrements, so to speak, to use a French term. But like, just it had to be just a little bit more. It wasn't enough to just have the nudity that didn't that wasn't. There had to be some other layer to it, either a psychological layer or some sort of, you know, clothing. And then you look at movies like The Matrix and other things that like sort of mainstreamed or even like Madonna, her sex book. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that, which I still have that to today. I still have that book. Even her old videos. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, toast to Madonna. Yeah, you yeah. Yeah. totally just Yeah, Madonna. toast to Madonna. For her, yeah. Like <laughs> and, and Lady Gaga too. I mean, she was that halftime show, the Super Bowl was Ooh. incredible. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Old Madonna videos are just completely fat worthy. Her, you know. Uh, Material Girl, she's almost fallen out of that dress. Yeah, Material so. Girl. Um, what was that other one? Um, her oh performance at the MTV Movie Awards or Music Awards, doing like a virgin where she's rolling around on the floor in the wedding dress. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's jerk off material, yeah. right? I mean, oh, it's yeah. just straight up jerk off material from back oh, yeah. in the day. So I, I I appreciate that because then like once that barrier is crossed, that means there's more possibilities, right? Like. It, that stuff just make you know when you look at like TV now like I was I was talking to a friend and we were talking about the movie the original Robocop right and you look at like one of the crazy things about that movie is the television and just how the weird TV show I'd buy that for a dollar like that's <laughs> That's TV now. Like, that seemed like there'll never be TV like that. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, and then it's like, you look at it, it's like, no, TV is pretty much like it, like it was in RoboCop, portrayed to be nuts and over the top. Like, that's just normal TV. So I, I, yeah. I, I, I love uh, more and more barriers being broken in that way. I love it, too. But it's crazy that part of America wants to get even more puritanical at this point. It's, Oh my God, I totally forget that we live in California. Sorry. Oh, I forget. Darn it. I forget that, you know, there's like two coasts that are very liberal and comfortable with themselves uh, in most ways. Not Mm -hmm. that they're not like racist, sexist, homophobic, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. low self-esteem, insecure douchebags where we live. Mm -hmm. But I think they're, you know, they're less... They're, they're, they're just less of them, I think. But we still have some really weird laws on the books, like that you can't have full nudity in a strip club and alcohol. Oh, that's yeah. weird. What's weird is I, I pitched a TV show once um, called American Outlaw. It, it never got picked up. But a friend of mine did like a theme song for it and was pitching it around. First, it was going to be a documentary. Then it was going to be a TV show. And the whole premise of the show is that I was going to go to all 50 states and break outdated laws and see what happens. Like, you can't walk a squirrel on a leash. And so there's like all these like crazy weird laws that are like from the 1800s. And like some of them are, are like, a lot of them are very sexy. You can't walk very, a squirrel yeah, on and a like, leash. And of course, like anal sex is, is uh, outlawed course, yeah. in Texas. So what I was gonna do is I was gonna call the police and record the phone call in Texas and say that I just had anal sex. <laughs> And I wanted to report myself and see, and then get in a conversation. And it's like, no, she had anal sex with me. Like, you know, like, you know using a strap on, like something yeah. where it's just like, just twisting it and just see like how, what, how their reaction, how is. they react. And just like, I, I don't know. They were just like, I had, I had a consultation with a lawyer about it because they were like, well, this could be really expensive because I actually kind of wanted to like get arrested for some of these things just to see how, see the process play itself out because yeah. all these laws they make these laws and then they kind of get forgotten right you know yeah 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 but you the know. lawyer told you it was going to be prohibitively expensive yeah like it could be pro- prohibitively expensive and it, it you know the project did not I, I think I think that's what scared people off with this project but might have made a decent documentary for sure so, I'd watch it I would yeah. totally watch it too yeah yeah because it's weird we do live in like this really divided here it is. Now it's like we're on Facebook. <laughs> no, 
Facebook is these days. It's just so, div- it's just it it's is. crazy. Some, like I just posted Ugh. one fucking thing. It was like a meme about, you know, 45. And um, someone just like went off. I mean, obviously it's not a real friend. It's like an internet friend. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But he like started calling me racial slurs and I didn't even say anything directly to him because I was like, is this guy, I thought I was being trolled. I was like, right. this guy's, he's got to be joking. Like he cannot right. be serious. It's pretty dumb. So I just made like one comment like, okay, you know, <laughs> didn't even say anything directly to him. And he just went off, like left paragraph after paragraph. I only said one fucking thing and he just went, left me like probably five or six paragraphs after that that were like poorly written and all it was was Trump this, Trump that. Oh my God, anybody that talks shit about Trump. Nah, 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 nah. And then he called me a fucking chink. Oh my God. And was like, go fuck yourself. And I'm like, maybe you should get my ethnicity right first. But anyways, um, so yeah, I just blocked him. And then somebody else, because I guess he became friends with me because we have a mutual friend. Mm. And I totally thought this dude was like out of his mind. And then his friend that we're mutually friends with was like, I know that guy in real life. And I'm sorry, he really is that crazy. And I'm like, oh my God. People are crazy. And these yeah, people but, vote. Yeah. 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 And now we just, we forget. It's, it's, it's bizarre. I don't know. It's weird. I have a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of friends in, you know, parts, rural parts of the Midwest that I don't, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand where they're coming from. I've known them for years, but I just don't. But I don't know. I mean, like by the time you're listening to this podcast, I'm pretty sure that Trump is in an orange jumpsuit at this point, <laughs> matching his hair because, I mean, you know, I, I mean, this could be six months from now, but I mean, it's it's pretty clear that he has some co- collusion with Russia. Um, I mean, it's like so, because yeah. it's really obvious, like, like <laughs> yeah. you know, like the clues clues you're being, I mean, it, it must be like, like the Trump voters, it's, it, it's like, this is what it's like to be cheated on. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, they have this relationship with Trump and it's like, he's cheating on you, but he's telling you, I'm not cheating on you. I'm not cheating on you. Yet here he is having like secret meetings with like Russian ambassador who brought and then with like, like all this like weird, crazy shit just coming out. That's just nuts at this if, stage. If this was a movie, I'd be like, this writing is so bad. It's so true though. Like, it's I'm so like, bad. This, I'm like, like for like the last, however much, how long has it been now, man? Like, I'm like, is this real life? Is this real life? This is real life. Like, this is for real. Like, yeah, this, this is, is not real. a big. Jo- I mean, it's a big joke, but at the same time, you're like, no, this is reality. But it's when crazy. do you when do you finally like? What's the breaking point where they go? Because now you're seeing like Trump voters like at these at, you know at, at these town halls like getting pissed off. Like, where's this investigation? Like, either clear him once and for all, or g- get everything out in the open. But apparently, because Trump had just like, because I oh my god, I had a weird and. <laughs> You know, I work on little indie film projects on the side, whatnot. I'm talk, a buddy of mine's like, you got to meet this guy. You got to meet this dude. Like, maybe he'll invest in in some indie films that we're trying to get made. So I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. Like, like I'll because I'll, I'll, I can talk intelligently about investing in films sometimes. Not when I'm drinking Mark Kirkland brand margaritas. <laughs> but um, so if I didn't mean he's like telling me just all about like uh, Trump, his reputation in New York. Like he's a total scumbag. No one trusts him. He rips everybody off. Doesn't pay his bills. No bank will lend him money. Like that's why he's involved with all these shady characters around the world because his reputation, his credit rating, everything is so shit in the United States. Mm -hmm. That's why he's involved and indebted to criminals and despots. It's creepy. It's freaking creepy. It's Manchurian candidate. 
right? Didn't he actually say, like, verbally say, I thought this was going to be easier than, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought this job would be a lot easier. This is going to be like, a lot easier. No, 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 but there's a professionalism, you know? Like, I, to me, like, I'm just happy I lived when Obama, like, was president. Best president since I've been alive, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, he was a badass and cool and just, like, had this great family and married well. Know, you I look at Michelle. Them. Oh, my God. She's. Yeah. You do her, right? Everyone definitely keeps talking shit about her. I'm like, what are you what talking about? What are you about? talking about? Like, what the, the fuck are you talking about? She's criticized because she like was getting kids to exercise and eat well. Like, like what could be a thing like, like everyone agrees. Yes. Children should exercise and probably yeah. eat well. This is a thing we can all get behind. This isn't a partisan issue mm. yet. She was criticized for that. Yeah. She was criticized for a lot of shit that she should not have been criticized for. Yeah, no, not I, at all. I think she's a God badass. forbid she show her shoulders for fuck's sake. You oh know no, not her shoulders. Not her shoulders. Oh no. Next, you know, they'll be criticizing her for showing her ankle. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. What country are we in again? Come on. Look. <laughs> I don't know, but what we, we're spending a million dollars a day to protect Melania and Baron Trump in New York. Mm-hmm. While, mm-hmm. While, while we're like gutting healthcare. And the arts. We're gutting the arts, too. Yeah. Wait, this is not supposed to be a political podcast. <laughs> right. Penis, <laughs> Wait, boobs, vagina, something. Let's talk more about film, yeah. though. Like, you just relaunched Film Threat. Let's talk yes, about I did. that. Yes. Let's talk so, about that real so, quick. Yeah, okay. So, Film Threat is something mm-hmm. I started when I was like, uh, God, I was a teenager mm-hmm. in high school. Came up with, I want to do a punk rock fanzine, but about it's movies. It's fucking awesome. So, so, I did that. This is in the 80s, right? So, uh, I, you can't see me, but I have been called a DILF. So just <laughs> like, straight up zaddy a dilf. Yeah. No, I do get, I do get women way too young that hit on me. It happens. What's all considered the time. too young? Well, I, I <laughs> well, I've learned. Hard I, have, questions. I have, da- I have dated, I, I like to date women closer to my age. You know, I like to date women closer to my age. So my cutoff is 21. I need to be able to take you to a bar. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I just, uh, I've had dalliances with young women and realized it's not for me, but all I'm saying is, uh, wait, how did I divert into this? <laughs> Talking about film. Okay, so I started this fanzine, and then I, I moved to L.A. in 89, and I sold uh, Film Threat magazine to Larry Flint mm-hmm. of Larry Flint Publications. After I, I had a job as a writer, I wrote comedy for Hustler magazine That's when I first moved to L.A. So I was directing photo shoots. All my friends are like, oh my God, this is great. <laughs> There's like naked women and you get to tell them what to do. And it's like, well, I would write the jokes. We'd go into the room and you know cast the girls and it's all incredibly professional. Like there's right. no like... There's no, it's weird. We were talking about this before the podcast of like, it's, I almost feel like, like mainstream is more salacious Mm -hmm. than the adult working in adult where everything is very like, there are boundaries that are drawn. Whereas in, in, uh, you know, more mainstream stuff, people will take advantage of their position of power. And I, which I find fucked up. Like to me, like, like how, like weak, what kind of human being are you at the core that you want to use your position of power uh, you know whether it's you know because of your status in Mm -hmm. in an organization whatever to prey on a young woman to have a sexual favor and and it's creepy to me that's fucked up no it is and it's true because as someone who worked in the adult industry for what 14 fucking years and then also crossing over into more more mainstream stuff it's it's just that is how it is like people I think and I don't know maybe it could be a little column A little column B like some people know my background that I come from but on the flip side I've done stuff under my real name before where it just bit me in the ass and then people try to like you know 
And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right. I'm like. <laughs> do you find it's worse with people that do know your background that are trying to take advantage of you? Oh, absolutely. Because they so feel they up. feel like, oh, well, they're she, making assumptions. Right? They're making assumptions because they're like, well, she did that on film or I've se- or the best is like, I've seen what you've done. I've seen what you've done on camera before. I know that you like the shit and like, excuse me, like you, you know that I like this shit. OK, when it's consensual between me and someone that I'm, you know, that I want to do it with, not right. like some rando producer, what a casting director, whatever that wants to fucking help me get apart by having me do these said things that you're talking about. Like, I don't think so. It's a, so, it's a fucking film role. That's like saying Christian Bale likes murdering people. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah that's weird. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but it's definitely way worse when people are aware of my history. I actually went to an audition once where I actually landed the role. I got a call back and everything. It was for a TV show and they were like, you're going to, it was like a reality based thing. And they said, um, you're going to be the first episode that we film. Everything was good to go. And I did this under my real name, right? Um, fast forward, I get this fucking call from a dude that was a casting director at this same, um, company. He wasn't in my audition cause it was a woman that auditioned me. Um, it was a male and he had recognized my headshot. So the first thing he asked me was, were you with LA direct models? And I'm like, <clears throat> what? <laughs> Which is a porn agency, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Um, I rep- this agency represented me for like five plus years partially responsible for my career going to where it went. But anyways, um, he asks me, he's like, weren't you, were you with LA direct models? And I'm like, Oh fuck. How does he know that? You know what I mean? (laughs) So I'm like, do I know you? Like, I didn't want to like give myself up right away. I was like, do I know you? And he was like, I'm pretty sure we've met before. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like how? And he, and then he starts to tell me how, um, he's been to parties that LA direct held, blah, blah, blah. You know, this whole thing ensues about how he possibly maybe might know me. And then two days later, after everything was set up, everything was good to go. Oh, the network has decided. And I talked to Mm. a girlfriend of mine who does softcore. She doesn't do hardcore. She's Mm. never done hardcore. She only does softcore. Oh, Cinemax, you know, that type of thing. And she said, girl, I've dealt with this before from doing softcore. She's like, if they te- if they utter though that phrase and the network decided, or so the network decided, da, 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 usually means that they found out about your past or whatever. Because um, everything was fine, good to go. And then as soon as they said, and, and I've come to realize now, because this is years ago that this happened, um, network TV are the biggest ones that give a big shit about porn. Like if they find out that you have any history in porn, forget about it. Like there's no point. So I don't do anything. I won't go to auditions for network or anything like that because if they find out, then I get canned. <laughs> mm, that, sucks. That, that sucks, but yeah. it makes sense from a business standpoint because I'm, I'm sure a lot of sponsors want nothing to do with the star oh, of the show sure. that they're advertising. Yeah, but with. that's why I thank God for HBO. I mean, look at Game <laughs> right? of Thrones. Look at Game of Thrones or dude, any dude. of their shows. One, one of the actresses from Game of Thrones was a porn actress in Europe, I think. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. yeah. So it's She's like, a Parisian fuck, porn star. Yeah. I was like, damn. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, there's been a couple porn stars on Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know. I, I remember one of them for sure, but I'm pretty sure there's probably like, yeah. More I bet there one. are more, but there's like, yeah, but like, yeah, Game of Thrones is like a, a really good example. Oh yeah. But there's a lot of like, when you look at past HBO shows, like HBO really, you know, they, 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 uh, they know how to integrate that. Like, mm, this is a very smart show. Plus there's an orgy. You know? like, <laughs> I love it. It's well, great. They also, they also had shows like real sex, you know, where they actually oh, did stuff that. with porn stars and stuff like that. So they're very, and there's like a like new that. show that's sort of like the next generation of real sex. It's like, what's it called? Like it's, 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 it's a show that's, it's all about like tech, how, where technology meets sex. Mm-hmm. And I found out, about a type of adult 
entertainment that I had never known about. And yeah, no, I I was shocked (laughs) watching an episode and it's a guy who makes, um, he makes these videos where women are giants. So no, I'm not, okay. So he shoots them against a green screen. So like, like the women are like these giant That's colossal amazing. women. Then they'll, they'll pick up guys and they're like everything from like baby sized to like tiny, tiny. And it's like, it's very like, it's, it's almost like if kink.com did like, you know, s- big special effects, Gig- like gigantic porn or something. Yeah. It's like gigantic porn. And I was like, Oh, and they showed like scenes from it. They show like his production studio where he films it. Like, and I'm like, this is weird. I mean, there's no like s- actual sex, but it's just sort of the fetish of being infantilized I'm, as I'm a not- tiny, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie. When I was when I was younger, I definitely had. It, there is a name for it. It's called macrophilia or microphilia or something oh, like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a fetish for like either gigantic or micro. You know, tiny. Oh, wow! And it all started because you know I I, I went to school for writing. I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be a journalist. So that's what initially went. What I went to college for. And um, when I was, <laughs> I'm not gonna say how old I was, but anyways, I, I got into like erotica. And like would read all these interesting things, and a lot of it was like very, very fetishy, like a lot of different all, all the all the all written porn. Yeah, is. Like, yeah, like, like, like ri- me too. Like, like I, in terms of like, I mean, you could buy porn mags. I always preferred to buy like variations or forum. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, oh, these are. I I just felt like it was. I think the theater of the mind is just better but oh yeah, yeah for sure so, and that's sorry what to I, interrupt but. no 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 no. I, that's what I got into when I was younger I so was you were like, reading were you reading those or those I was reading I was reading that like kind of penthouse stuff. forum or no was I was reading one? stuff like on the internet like oh like wow. all these oh that's right the internet existed when you were young oh yeah it totally <laughs> it when didn't I exist my, when I was young I got my first computer when I was eight. Oh wow <laughs> I was eight and I was like I started writing when I was really really young and uh-huh. I like I wrote my own stories and then I started writing my own erotica as I got older when I would like fantasize about the boy next door, I, like oh, that was wow. older, I would like write like, oh, I still have that too, by the way. I'm kind of curious. I should bring it on the podcast because I would literally write. You should do You should do a show where you read My stuff that you wrote when, when you were eight. <laughs> when I was like, oh, God. That would well, be. To be fair, this was written when I was in good. high school, okay? Oh, but you I but have I, to do but that. I, but, I, but like, you know, I've been using the computer. I'm such a computer nerd, you know? Like, I, my dad also, um, he used to build computers. Like, so, mm-hmm. he was like a software engineer and all this kind of stuff. So I think it's kind of like where I got it from. But um, yeah, I got my first computer when I was eight, but then I, I've been writing stories and stuff like that. Like, I was, I've always been into sci fi and fantasy when I was younger. So a lot of my stories were very fantasy and like total fucking nerd shit but then when I got into high school when I got older I start I started reading erotica and I was like wow this is like hot shit <laughs> you know what I mean right. and um and a lot and that's what it reminded me of a lot I started reading stuff about like fucking what, what it was called and I'm I'd have to like reconfirm this but at the time I remember it was like macrophilia macrophilia that you know the fetish for gigantic or little things and that was yeah I kind of had a fetish for that for a while but, there's, but there are videos this guy makes full on videos that's what, and that's fucking that awesome erotic if I would have seen that one but I like there. using special effects to make <laughs> different size and he actually talks about how like some people prefer like where the a man a full size man is the size of a baby or some of it is where the people are like you know yeah, like an inch tall yeah you can put them in right? the palm of your hand and that was yeah. the kind of stuff that I was reading I was like oh my god yeah it's it's bizarre so and then he, she shoved him into her pussy and he just crawled yeah like crazy <laughs> weird yeah you should do but but on your writing because we've had like exchanges uh, yeah, yeah, online yeah. and I've always thought you have to write a book you have to write something I'm working like, on one right now you I, have to because I've re- like your posts are just like these incredible <laughs> stories you're you have this great 
who gives a shit attitude. Fuck Thank you. you. Thank you. That is like, but not with a chip on your shoulder. You're like, you don't give a shit. You just don't care. Yeah. You're who you are. And so many people like strive, I think, to have that attitude mm-hmm. because I just meet so many women that um, in this town who have like this incredibly low self-esteem that they can't even, Mm -hmm. they don't have that attitude. So I love when I see you, the way you express yourself Mm -hmm. is amazing. You have to write a book or express yourself in writing because it's so well done. So yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. I'm like, I really want to do that. And just, I mean, I don't know if it's a collection of short stories or a novel or something or Mm -hmm. do an indie movie or just something like you have a voice that is unique. Like, like when you look in the, the realm of like, you know, stuff people to read and follow and whatever. And like, you know, it's just, and I've written a bunch of books, but all my books are nonfiction. But you know, if you write a thousand words a day for a couple months, that's well, it's interesting. The average book is 60,000 words. It's interesting you that's say that you because need. a lot of my stories are nonfiction. Obviously when people read it, they're like, is this fucking for real? I'm like, then yeah, I can't make this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, but I'm telling you, like you Look, the average book is 60,000 words. Mm-hmm. That's all you need, right? So if you right. can write, my whole thing when I write a book is I take like six months to do an outline and then I do a really detailed outline. Every mm-hmm. 500 words is kind of plotted out. And I spend a lot of time thinking about it. But I've thought so much about it that when I write the book, I write the book in a month. Nice. But Holy it's, shit. But it's the- from writing about two to 3,000 words a day. Yeah. And what I'm telling you is you can do it. Right. Like anyone listening to this podcast, I just told you I could write a pamphlet on how to write a book, (laughs) which is basically what I told you. I could write a tweet about how to write a book. But like (laughs) but like you don't it's not like and you look at like, okay, you can make fun of the woman who wrote Twilight, which was, you know, or or Fifty Shades of Grey, which was Twilight fanfic. Make fun of all those people you want. But you know what they did? They did something that you didn't do. They they unless your name is Stephen King and you're listening to this, but they, they, they sat down and they wrote a fucking book. And what I'm telling you right now is it's not difficult to do. It's a matter of just being consistent. It's better. This is what I tell my friends that want to get involved in entertainment. I say, here's my advice. I said, it's better to be consistent than to be good. Wholly agree. Yeah, I like, wholly agree. You do a podcast, you do it every week. You write yeah. you write a short story, you write one every day. Yeah. You do a YouTube show, you do one twice a week. Whatever yeah. it is, you you make the parameters, For sure. but you choose and you just be consistent. So what I'm telling you, Annie Cruz, is <laughs> if you can be consistent and write a certain amount a day, that would lead to something. It's not like I'm doing shit anyways. <laughs> no, I mean, you're very busy. Podcast. You're no, very I, no, busy. I'm, no, I'm very busy. That's true. I'm saying, but I'm saying. I can dedicate some time to doing that when I I'm have all, because I have a lot of downtime. Doing that, like, I think elevates you to another level. Like, mm-hmm. I just know from my perspective, from a career standpoint, like once I'd written a book and you become a published author, then it just sort of puts you in another category where people take you more seriously yeah. in whatever it is you're pursuing. So well, because I remember I used to upkeep a blog for like the longest time where I would write different articles on various things and a lot and also sharing real life stories and whatnot. And this is like I haven't updated it in forever, but a lot of people would read it and be like fans of mine would read it and be like, "Did you write this?" And I'm like, "Yes." They're like, "Oh, you need to write more." So I think I need to just get back into it. And- well, one thing, one thing that I mean, you already have something that um, you're already ahead of the game in this for this reason is that you have a brand and you have like a mm-hmm. voice and a personality and a fucking kick-ass name. And just like you have like all these elements that are great. And I just feel like you need, the one thing that I will say is to have a successful book, you really need a really good title. 
like a yeah. fucking amazing title yeah, for your book. That be. is half of selling a book is you already are who you are. Mm-hmm. You've got that. Now you need like that title. And then like, here's like the one, couple sentences of what the premise is. And it could just be a collection of stories. I mean, for fuck's sake, Annie. There's a book called. That's a great title for fuck's sake, Annie. <laughs> that could be for the fuck's sake, fuck Annie. Sake Annie by Annie Cruz. <laughs> There's a book that is a top seller on Amazon called Wesley Crusher Teenage Fuck Machine. Wait, what? What for real? Oh yeah, Wesley Crusher Teenage Fuck Machine. It is next generation fan. And that is that is the number. Okay, one so book. I have a friend who <laughs> like so I, I I did this like book and comedy album project called Celebrities Poop. A long story. I, yeah, it's it's you've got. I've seen that video. Actually. Yes, yes. So Where you showed up, but go on. I, can we yes, tell the so, audience about this a little bit? Well, yeah. it's. Uh, it, I mean, I did a comedy album back in 2014, and then I turned it into a book, which was a parody of the book Everyone Poops. Everyone poops, but it's yeah. celebrities poops. So like Oprah's in it, and yeah, Justin you're like Bieber. here's Oprah taking a poop, and then you said yeah. Justin Bieber's taking a little poop or something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, it, and then Donald Trump is in the book, but this is before he ran for president. Oh, God. So, yeah, <gasps> horrifying. But in any case, um, so, but I had a woman who translated it to, like, I did an audio version of the book, so you can get it on audible.com. Oh, my God. Where you hear me read the book to an audience of, like, 200 people in Phoenix, Arizona, where I recorded <laughs> my album. And then, and then, um, and you can get the digital version, whatever, but she says, like, this fanfic stuff is crazy like on Amazon. Now you don't charge a lot of money for these books. Like a between, yeah, it's like 99 cents. It's mm. it's impulse purchase. You write one of those, but you can make like five, six, eight, ten grand a month writing Wesley Crusher Teenage Fuck Machine. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I had a I'm buddy. I'm not joking. I had a buddy who did it. I, I one of my friends wrote a bunch of There was of- a, a cracked, I think if you go to crack.com, which mm-hmm. they wrote an article about how to write these like writing porn that you sell as digital books, there is a huge market for it. You can make a full-time living just doing it. Like it's it's insane. Oh yeah, crack.com. I think one of the writers from crack.com, he wrote um John dies at the end, which yeah. became a movie, and oh, I'm in wow. it. <laughs> he was actually oh, wow. one of the people in, they were involved in making the movie as well. But- yeah. Oh my well, god, you know, I've never Don, seen it. Now I Don, gotta see it's it. It's on You're Netflix. It. Don Coscarelli, who directed Phantasm. Right. You know, Don films, Coscarelli. Love that. I got that to man. meet him. They were like, we need some girls, you know, like, you know, because I knew um because I did so what happened was I did a photo shoot at uh Clive Barker's house. I did this very actually the photo oh. that I posted on Instagram today uh-huh. with me with the blood on my back. Yes. Like, I shot That's that at hot. Clive Barker's house. Yeah. Wow. One of his um one of his filmmakers that was working for him at the time, I don't think he works there anymore. Um, I went to Clyde Barker's house. We uh, shot, there was one photo shoot where I um, am in the bathtub full of blood. My body, they did FX makeup on me to make it look like my body had been decomposing for 24 hours. Oh, wow. Slit wrists and the razor blade and just a tub full of blood. And then we did, following that shoot, we did the shoot of me tied my wrists up and then slash marks on my back as if I've been, you know, fucking beating the shit out of. And, um... What was I gonna say? Uh, what was my point? <laughs> I don't know. What were we? Just, what were we just, oh, John. John, John So the the photographer that that shot those pictures at at um, Clay Barker's, he's like, "Hey, I'm doing a film with Don Coscarelli. You want to be in it?" And I was like, "What? Okay." So um, awesome. I'm like, like in the first 16 minutes, you see me rocking out. It's nothing huge. I don't have any lines or anything. I'm just like a glorified extra, basically. But I'm rocking out. But my tits are in it because 
at the well you've never Bravo. seen you haven't, you haven't seen it right <laughs> i've not seen the movie okay so just watch it and then i'm in the beginning you'll see me in the beginning but towards the end you'll you'll be like okay cruz is one of those fucking bitches with her nice <laughs> more of an incentive to see it yeah for sure oh yeah i mean i thought it was well done i've read the book I remember it was, um, well, he used a, a, a pen name for it. But, David um, Wong. Yeah, David Wong. Because that's what his name is on Cracked as well. Yeah, so he, he oh, writes awesome. on Cracked. He wrote John Cracked Isaac is Yen. good. Oh, it's like, amazing. Yeah. Remember Cracked was sort of the low-rent mad? Yeah. Now it's like the website's awesome. Yeah. And it has nothing yeah. to do with the magazine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, yeah, no, they have their formatted, ass. you know, so many numbered lists of comedy. Oh, Paul Giamatti's in it, yeah. too. In John Dies at the End. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that dude. Yeah. Pig vomit. <laughs> From private parts. And also he's in Billions. You watch that show Billions? Fuck yeah. Wait, is that oh, a TV show? Oh my God. Billions is so good. Yeah, the second season just ended last week. No shit. Okay. I, 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 I have to catch up, so don't tell me. <laughs> I'm like four I, I four episodes. So I'm not supposed to tell you Paul Giamatti dies? Yeah, yeah. Don't oh tell me that. Oh my God. But, but like that show, and, and also another thing where Fetish culture at the beginning, you know, like oh, yeah. his character, Paul Giamatti's character and his wife, although, you know, they've separate since, I don't want to, okay, I don't want to get into it. Anyways, <laughs> he and his wife have this very kinky relationship that has rules and it's, I don't know, I think it's awesome. Like, like, I, I, I love that. I love, it's very sophisticated. Especially for how white collar their characters are. Right, exactly, exactly. Wait, what is the show called? Billionaires. You know, bill- oh, you've oh, never billions. seen it. I've never seen it. You would totally. I don't get into watch it. TV. It's, it's like it's it's. I mean, it's so smart. It's it's basically taking that Wall Street, you know, douchebag mm-hmm. culture and sort of putting a face to it. So it's like this prosecutor in the in the in New York State, mm-hmm. at, sort of at odds with uh, this guy. Uh, Bobby uh, Axelrod, Axelrod, who's like this big, but he has this, he has his own sort of set of ethics, even though he kind of like crosses the line into illegal trades and and uh, with his portfolio, it's. I'm gonna have to check this out. Oh no, it's a really good so you show. Watch, you watch every episode. Oh, every episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Wow. So I will. I read. How was the finale? Of the second. It's season? good. It's good. Oh, that's great. There's definitely gonna be a third season, right? Oh yeah. Oh okay, yeah. Good. good, good. <laughs> and I read an article recently that said Wall Street is celebrating it. Like the, all the Wall Street bros love the show for some reason. Hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I love the what the trans character is my favorite. Uh what what's what's it what's Taylor? Taylor, yeah. Taylor, there's this trans character in the show that is, I don't know, Taylor is like my favorite character in the show. Just the smartest in the room. And uh yeah. I'm gonna have to check this out now. No, you no, definitely should. You yeah. you will you will be addicted to it. It's really There's like, two seasons right now? Yeah, two, yeah, two ah, seasons. Oh, shit. So just that means I can binge I'm watch kinda it. bummed that you're not caught up on it because there's one thing towards the end of the second season where I want to discuss it with somebody and just be like, What the I'm fuck? Behind. <laughs> I'm behind. I'm behind. I'm, my apologies. My apologies. It's okay. We'll just have to have you back on to talk about sure. it. Sure. Yeah. And completely <laughs> spoil it for whoever's well behind, like Annie. I haven't seen it yet, so but now I'm gonna check it out because you guys are saying that it's really good. No, it's a lot of fun. The female lead from Sons of Anarchy, Jax's wife is Paul Giamatti's wife. I can't remember the actress's name. Oh, she's so hot. And she's like, basically the, their their relationship, like she's the dom. That's what you're saying. It. They have like a kinky like, relationship, They have this kinky right? relationship, but he can go visit when she's unavailable with her permission. He is wow, able to like go. That. Yeah, he can <laughs> he can go to like see another dominatrix as long as she approves it. Like so, but yeah, she's basically his. But it's mistress. not a cuckold situation, though. It's not that kind of thing. No, though. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have permission to penetrate. So he just just gets to go to the. Uh, yeah. 
Although I have to say, like, this is one of the funniest things. Like, okay, so cuckold videos are like one of the porn videos that, mm-hmm. amongst all the sort of in the whole realm of like, it, I feel like it's like now porn is like, it's like mother, daughter, mother, stepson, brother, stepbrother. <laughs> there's like, there's all, yeah, there's like so much incest porn now. One of the last it's movies crazy. that I shot was, um, it was a mother daughter thing. It was funny because. I showed up to set because they basically they. This was one of my last scenes, so this was. So there, are you telling me they're not really mother daughter? Well, okay. So the girl, <laughs> the girl that I worked Don't with. Don't ruin the illusion. Like, okay, look, I'm gonna be 33 this year, and uh-huh. she's like 20. I don't know, four, 23. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there's no, there's no way. But they they basically because you know the porn politics, right? A lot of girls, once they reach 26, they're, some of them end up doing MILF porn when they're fucking 26, right? Because that's just the way porn well, is. Well, especially if they have fake tits. Yeah, especially. Um, so, but with me, you know, and the, there's only a handful of Asians at any given time in porn, right? So, like, the one thing that we have working for us is that there's not very many of us, so they don't really put us in that genre, right? But for me, for this particular movie... They were kind of basing it on the fact that, because they needed an Asian girl, obviously, because the girl was young and Asian. Um, it was based on my age. So they were like, okay, so they give me, they give, my agent gives me all my shoot information. Like, okay, so you're going to play a MILF, so I guess bring MILF clothes. And what the fuck does that even mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, I brought some stuff, to, I guess, to make me look older and sophisticated, I guess. But when I showed up to set, I, I wish I would have known this. I wish I would have thought about it because I do wear eyeglasses, right? The director took one look at me and was like, you know, I, t- I can take my piercings out and look, you know, like a fucking normal person, I guess. So he looked at me and was like, do you have any glasses or something? Because you do not look like you're her mom. I'm like, well, duh, no shit, dude. Oh, like, wow. you know, he's like, you don't look like you could be her mother. And I was like, I- unfortunately, I didn't bring my glasses with me, but whatever, we did it. Um, and it was a total mother daughter thing where I end up walking in on my daughter on the phone with a girlfriend playing with herself. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? But then I start, and this was the most amazing part for me for this entire scene. I started improving a story about my real life ex-girlfriend. I was like, <laughs> I remember my first da, 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 da. And then so next you're th- saying they don't write scripts. You improv that stuff. Well, they the beginning was all scripted. But then when the director, when we had to like segue into the sex, he was like, I don't know, talk about some chick from your past or whatever, you know, like he was trying to make it sound like, um, just make it up. And I was like, actually, I do have a chick from my past. I'll just go, I'll just roll with it. And then we had to do a disclaimer at the end of the scene. Okay. So for those of you watching, we're not really mother and daughter, you know what I mean? Cause it's illegal. It's oh, totally illegal. Oh yeah. So we had to like do a complete disclaimer. Okay. This is just for, I'm not sure know. I've ever gotten to the disclaimer. Yeah. Cause it was, <laughs> cause we didn't do it before the scene. We did it after, which was, you know, like kink kink.com, for example, they do all the, they do a pre-interview and then they do a post interview. So they do a pre-interview like, okay, so well, yeah, but the stuff in kink.com gets really intense. I oh, mean, for it sure. It looks like, I mean, it's definitely, for it's sure. definitely rape adjacent. Yeah. You know? True. Yeah. Depending I mean, consensually speaking, for sure, for which, sure. you know, cause I, God, I was married for like 16 years. Oh my God. I so think yeah. And I, and I have like adult children. So yeah, one, yeah. one would not think, but I do. Yeah. So, so what kind of porn are your adult children into? <laughs> It's so funny, you know. I remember when my daughter like turned eighteen, and she's like, "Dad, I can get porn." It's like, ah, <laughs> I guess you can, but like, whatever. It's it's. I think there's like, for, first of all, this taboo has to fucking go away. Like, I feel like porn is part of a balanced pop culture diet, right? For like, sure. It's like with anything, if it's like, if that's all you're into, I think that's 
Well, you know, yeah, that's, there's that's been, unhealthy. Then you but have if an it's unhealthy. like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm into, you know, I I like Kubrick, I like Tim Burton, I like Marvel movies, I like Rollerball, I like porn. Like, yeah. it's just like part of a complete breakfast. Like, well, it's like I know, like James Gunn. Like, I know that he feels the same way. Yeah, like, yeah. like, um, like he's like, like I have a lot of uh, I have friends who have worked in adult, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but it's weird. I do have this thing. I feel really terrible. Like, once I know someone. Mm-hmm. I can't jerk off to them. I'm See, right there with you. Fr- I'm right there with you. I, I can't do it. Say the like, same thing to me. I can't do it. Like I, I, I'm like yeah. like because you know you might pop up on one of my. Well, apps, you can't help because especially because there's like, not very many uh, Asians, right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That's well, what happened what with one of my really good friends from my gym. He was like, "Okay, listen, you and I," because he used to train me at the gym. He was like, and he knows you know who I am and all that. He's like, "I've never watched any of your scenes. I can't do it. You're like a really close friend of mine." And, you know, one day he was searching Asian anal or whatever. I'm like, dude, you type in Asian anal, I'm going to fucking pop up. You know what I'm saying? Because he fucking told me. He was like, Uh okay, so I typed in Asian anal and then all your shit started popping up. And I was like, ah, I can't, I can't, I can't. (laughs) So I didn't watch it. I fucking turned away. But I just wanted you to know that when you type in it, I'm like, well, duh, I kind of knew that already. But... Yeah, no, um, I, 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 I can't. No, I'm right there yeah. with you. My one exception to that is if I've had sex with them in real life. True. I mean, if that's the case, then what else? It's like, oh, well, we've really banged. I mean, I'm just kind of extending my own memory, mm-hmm. kind of. Well, you want to talk about weird. Or my- you might have your own videos that you've made. <laughs> I played the fifth. <laughs> right, fifth. yeah. <laughs> my, my sister is seven years younger than me, right? She's mm-hmm. 25 now. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember texting, I think I actually posted this, because I was doing a thing for a while where I was posting text conversations on my Facebook, hashtag cruise conversations, because it was fucking hilarious. I was telling my sister, because, you know, me, me and her are very close, I was telling her a story about how one of the guys that I hooked up with let me tie him up, right? Which is very rare for me to find, a, I mean... I find a lot of How guys. How is that rare? Well, like, no, I give find me a break. Like, I don't know no, what no, no, age no. guys that you're. I, I, I know a lot of guys that are very that are like fuck me in the ass. They're into pegging and all that. But as far as like tying up, not very many of them are into the whole bondage thing. They're into like you know being humiliated and all that shit. But a lot, of, and I've you know, there's a lot of guys that I've hooked up with that are like that. But very very seldom did I come up with a you know meet up with a guy, hook up with a guy that was like yeah tie me up or whatever. You know what I mean? And, but this guy, it was like the first time in a long time. Cause you know, it happens every once in a while. So it'd been a very long time since I had one. And I had to tell my sister about it because she had met this dude. Cause she had happened to be in town. So it was the only reason why I told her, she's like, so what happened with that dude that you, you know, you met up with. And I told her, I was like, dude, he asked me to fucking tie him up and like blindfold him and stuff. And my sister's response, this was the craziest part of the conversation. She's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like men in pain style fucking tied up or like vanilla style. And I was like, how the fuck do you know about men in pain, huh? Like, you know, because I've worked for men in pain and my sister was all like, I'm not fucking stupid, you know? I was like, holy shit. Wow. Wow. My sister. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm like, I'm friends with Mika Tan. I don't know if you know her. That's how you and I met. She's yeah, she's a sweetheart. She's so great. But we would do comedy together. We were in like for two years. I was in like this improv comedy group um, called Comic Book Live, and she was uh, she was a recurring um, like guest in that show, and it was super fun. She dressed as She Hulk once. Holy shit! On stage, she lifted me up like full on. Like oh my god, she, she is she is a badass. Like yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do not fuck with her. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah, she and no. I go way back. Too. Yeah, no, she's great. No, I, I, I love her too. So she's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What? I'm just saying. I, no, no, I'm done. All these. So they, yeah, there you go. Sorry, I just had visions of China as She Hulk when you mentioned porn and She Hulk. Oh, may oh, she rest really? in peace. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God. Wow. Yeah. I forgot that she died for a minute there until you mentioned her. I was like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. 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 Sorry. On the, on the down. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So so you gotta you gotta do this book. You gotta do this book because even like the cruise conversations thing, I remember that actually. Yeah, because I, I did remember a that lot on Facebook those. was hilarious. But, <laughs> it could be a coffee like, table book. The cruise conversations coffee table book. You could, could. I'm just telling you, like like something like that would be like you do a book signing at Book Soup. Yeah. Steven Soderbergh ends up like yeah. optioning it for a movie. Like there's like mm-hmm. I feel like there's a whole thing where because I don't know anyone else like in that is as outspoken as you and as mm-hmm. as who who can articulate like all this sort of craziness. <laughs> uh, you know, it's crazy because it's like it's all true. I'm like this just happened. I can't make this shit up, and that's why like. I'm actually, that's why I'm working up to doing it. I actually met with a guy who works for a newspaper in, um, in Boston Mm -hmm. and he helped a bunch of other girls with their books and stuff like that. And, um, he was like, I I actually met with him. We had a business meeting and I told him, I said, listen, man, because a lot of the books that he had, he had been a part of, it was like a lot of sad, depressing, you know, like stories in the beginning and then I expect um, yours will be funny and that's what I told like yours has got to be funny well yeah and so I told him because that's this this is the thing that actually really bugs me because I know Tracy Lords from like way back and you know her story she was on the I put her on the cover of Film Threat (laughs) Film Threat when Film Threat was a magazine like I put her on the cover and we did this whole expose because we lobbied to get Tracy Lords a star Mm -hmm. on the Hollywood Walk of Fame no shit yeah so we did this and then we did an expose about how those Walk of fame stars are bullshit right okay they, you pay the city five grand it's mm-hmm. actually more now and then you agree that you'll clean it that's that's the agreement yeah oh, it's really okay. stupid so we did this whole expose with tracy lords and every one of the like you know when whenever like some publisher wants to have like this sort of biography of an adult film actress they always want to tell like this dark story that's exactly and yeah. it's like mm-hmm. how horrible it was and how it's like well, I don't know. I don't know that it, it's like, you know, maybe for some, but not always. And and so like that's how mainstream thinks of it. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, getting to change that I think will be tough. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're you're not strung out on heroin. Well, see, that's the thing. A, you you know, like it's not I I don't know, just there's a cliche like like stereotype in people's brains that is that is well yeah i've done i've done i did a lecture at um university of nevada las vegas and they there was a um sociology class Mm -hmm. and one of the students was a girl that i was the first and only woman she ever hooked up with and so we kept in touch because we worked together i used to work at victoria's secret before i got into porn (laughs) (laughs) as a model i I, know i um i was selling bras i was a bra specialist i was the only one that would show cleavage at work and so my, my manager was cool. like, you're working the front. And I would like hustle people, you know, like, and they'd be like, what size is your tits? And I would lie. I was like, oh, I'm a 34. Back then I had bigger boobs, lost a little <laughs> weight since then. But I was like, oh, I'm a 34B. And my boss was like, why are you lying to them? And I'm like, I'm selling bras, aren't I? <laughs> so, yeah. um, so one of my coworkers, I hooked up with her. And um, so then she went on to go to college. And, and this is in San Francisco, by the way. She, she goes on. Shitting where you eat yet again. True. Yes. I'm very... <laughs> As we've all seen from my Facebook posts, I am 
very guilty of shitting where I eat a lot. <laughs> I didn't mean to derail you. I just had to no, point no, no. it out. <laughs> totally shitting where I eat. I fucked a coworker, but she asked for it. She was, that sounds so rapey. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> she, she had never been with a girl before. So I was the one that to fulfill that for left, fulfill that for her. And we were both 18. We were 18. I was like in college. It seems kind of normal, like experimentation. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. It's but it's not this, like you took advantage. No. And, we, and we just became, we became really good friends and stayed in touch. And, um, so she went on to go to college in um, in in Las Vegas. We were in, we met in San Francisco. She was going to school in, in Las Vegas. She asked me to come speak because her professor, you know, was interested in having someone come and speak. And she said, "Oh, I know this girl who." And at the time, at that time, I had already like done porn for a few years. So I agreed to do it. I did a ninety minute lecture with this sociology class talking about their their topic was deviant lifestyles. So I started talking about porn and like I had a whole outline written out and everything. It was like a fantastic fucking lecture that I gave. That some oh my of God, the it's like the it's like a TED talk. You should have. Did you record it? You know what's really fucked up? I had my camera and everything, and the guy that I was with that was gonna record it, fucking bad. Something was fucked up with the battery. Couldn't fucking record it. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, Even that's just get such the bullshit. audio just to transcribe it. It was it was such an amazing fucking lecture. I was, I like almost cried. I was like, you gotta be kidding me, because I had the whole outline written out and everything. Like I'm I'm very into public speaking, so. I had everything laid out. See, this is why you would also be a great author. Because here's the other thing about you. See, I really want to push you to do this. Mm-hmm. Because you know how to promote. And you I'm are good on whore. you're good on camera. You're mm-hmm. good in interviews. You're also likable in person. You're not a diva. Like you have like you. all these like great aspects that it's like if I was a publisher and looking to hire an author, mm-hmm. it's not just about the quality of the written word. It's also about who is this person mm-hmm. and can we can we put them on a book tour and we can we have them like be on television and do like book signings and meet with the public. Like you have all of that. Sorry, I diverted. Oh no no no! no, no. no. I'm I just because no, like it's my because I know. It's come up in a lot of our conversations where I'll say, like, why haven't you written a book? Like, you should do and a I'm, book. And I'm really, I need to, like, push for it some more. No, no, that, that should be, like, the number one thing you put. Because here's what it'll do. Like, like everything, what, it, what it'll do is kind of like it's like when people get master degrees. The reason they get a master's degree is so they can make more money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they, like, elevate their their you know their value in the marketplace for you you write a book you are another level like you mm-hmm. everything you do now is like you cost more so I, I just I, I just would encourage you to pursue that you're gonna price her out of me keeping her around for a bottle of whiskey no no I'm just I'm, no, I'm, just, I'm saying that like when it comes to professional things when it comes to speaking gigs when it comes to like anything well, yeah, that's, when it comes to I, like writing about things when it comes to other opportunities when it comes to being a guest on shows when it comes well, see, to just a lot of, a lot of things like mm-hmm. the, the best thing you do you're an author well, see, you, well, know, you know who's an author um Ann Coulter, and she is annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, she got booked so, on a fucking Comedy Central roast. If fucking Ann Coulter can do yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. exactly. Well, so what I was getting ready to you say. You need a really good title, though. Really good title. Yeah, Seriously. that's what that's what I need Hopefully to title. premise. Hopefully but, not in Trump we trust. No. Yeah, God. yeah. But when and I it shouldn't necessarily be like don't think adult necessarily. No, I, I don't want to make it. Adult. I don't want to go the That's adult. That's not route. like go but somewhere else. There, there may be adult stories in the book for sure. But yeah, the cover it can't isn't be no. that. and that's not it what I want. Be That's not like what I want. Different. Well, so when I did this lecture, what was amazing about it was that I had all these because I was already a little bit older. Um, all these 19 year old girls coming up to me at the end of my my lecture saying, you know what? When when our professor told us that a porn star was coming in here to speak. 
all I kept thinking, and this is actually what a girl said to me. She was like, all I kept thinking was, oh, we're going to have some dumb slut come into the fucking school right. to talk to us. But after I spoke for, you know, 90 minutes is a while. When I spoke for an hour and a half, she was like, you're actually very intelligent and you've given me a different perspective on the business from your point of view. And actually, I have a lot of respect for you. And I'll like, can I get your autograph? Da, 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 da. And I oh, was wow. like, whoa. So I, and there was a couple <laughs> other girls that rad. came up to me. That said the same similar thing. They were like, whoa, I totally wasn't expecting you to be as smart as you are. And I was like, this is amazing. So the guy that I was speaking to about writing a book, when I met with him, I said, listen, man, because he was telling me all these other books that, you know, he was familiar with or ones that he worked on. And I'm like, listen, I don't have a sob story to share because my parents are still married to this day, 34 years going strong. I never came from a broken home. My entire family, I'm Filipino, grew up Catholic, went to a private Christian school my, my God, entire Filipino life. Filipino food. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what I'm talking about. And I, and I explained to him, I said, um, you know, my entire family is, was supportive of me for the last 14 years of me being in the business. So I don't really have any fucking crazy addiction stories or anything like that to tell you down on my luck type shit. Like I'm just a girl who was a fucking whore in college who like watched a shit ton of porn and everybody in school was like, she's going to end up doing porn. And I was like, no, I'm not. And then I ended up doing porn. So, um, and he was like, no, that's what's great about your story is that it's actually a very, it's a, it's not a sad story. It's a happy story. And I think you should share that. So that's kind of like where we left off. So I wonder, frankly, I don't think you need anybody. There's like a lot of people that like, I would say you need a co-writer, need a ghostwriter. Yeah. 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 yeah I yeah. actually, I don't think you need one. Yeah. I, think, I definitely I think, don't I think, need I think, a I think what you, what you might need help with a small thing is just organize organization. Yeah. Organizing, like organizing it, yeah. the outline. And then what you could do is my suggestion is do a vomit draft, you know, where you just, Seriously, a vomit draft yeah. where you dictate it into your phone. Oh, okay. And just then kinda, you can mm -hmm. just dictate it because because it'll transcribe up to a minute. So literally, just keep pressing I like the thing the talk to and just do though. the vomit draft, and then you save that to you know you email it to yourself or do whatever you save it on your mm -hmm. phone in notes, and then you just do the vomit draft of it, or just even just record yourself and pay someone else to transcribe it, yeah. and get like maybe 10, 20, 30 hours. And then organize it, but if you because I have a bunch of stuff I've already written, I'm just sitting on it. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, and yeah, you can, you can have that stuff, but like to main the main thing is to have a really organized outline, like yeah, yeah, a good yeah. title, a good you know, got to know what your beginning is, what your ending is, mm -hmm. and then how you get to the end. Like, yeah, that's, like the that's whole all. middle chunk. Yeah. That's 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 all. Like I really don't think I think maybe you get some advice from friends, yeah, or people you yeah. trust on the outline, but actually don't you don't you don't need anybody. Yeah, to help you do it, do it. Keep keep all the money. Ah, so. <laughs> there we go. But a bing, no, but like, yeah, but like, there's, I, there's so many publishers I could turn you on to that, like, that's awesome. You, because I'm, I'm doing a book right now. I'm doing a book on my film thread experiences. Yeah, we haven't even we cool. like deterred from like, yeah, we just thread into like too much stuff about me. Well, but like, well, I'm doing a book right now called Film Threat Sucks, and it's all mm. about my experience. I got my little threat. care package in the mail. <laughs> That's right. I felt so bad because you were one of the last. Well, because I was out of the country. I you was were out like of the country. gone and like, yeah, you contributed the Kickstarter at the last minute. Yeah, so thank I was like, you for that. I was like, I love Chris Gore. I'm gonna yes. contribute to this, and, and then well, yeah. thanks to you, the website's updated every day. Filmthreat.com. Thank it's you very much. Awesome. But like, but yeah, but so I'm writing this book now. Film Threat Sucks. We're also doing mm. a documentary in conjunction with that. That's and awesome. another guy's doing another book called the worst of film threat where it's just a big coffee table book of like <laughs> all like articles and old like unpublished stories and pictures and the crazy sort of weird drama behind the scenes and oh, wow. all of this will come out in 2019 
Oh, so shit. there you go. Oh, no, for real. Like it's two years away. It's a documentary and two books. So that's I'm going, awesome. so I'm going through the same process. So like, as I'm hearing you, I'm like, yeah, you don't need anybody. <laughs> like, you just need like that, that outline. Like I'm serious. Like that outline, like I've had books I've written where the outlines like 30 pages mm-hmm. of just like chapter heading, chapter heading, chapter. Oh heading, yeah. And then they like, all the, connect. Okay. Like I, that's, that's all you need. But like, but yeah, see the tendency is people's impression is, Oh, you had like this. The, what was the trigger? What was the thing that? Yeah, like made were you, you molested? Were you raped? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's the number one question that's always asked of me. Yeah. Like, so it's such bullshit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they'll pose it like, so what? What age were you raped? Not even if you were. Yeah. 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 To be fair, I also made the mistake of filming a movie. Now, okay. I don't have a stepfather, obviously, so I didn't use because the director he was he's dead himself, but he um he he was like for the scene. The whole, the whole premise, he was like, you know, I want you to talk, because it was supposed to be, it was a double anal. One, I think it was like my second double anal that I'd ever done, so it was like a very extreme anal film. And he was like, I just want you to talk about some fucked up story from your childhood or whatever. I was like, I don't have any fucked up stories from my childhood, dude. He's like, make something up. So I was like, I don't want to talk about anyone directly related to me. So I said stepfather. I was like, oh yeah, my stepfather. Da, da, da. But it was, the story was so outrageous. I'm like, nobody can believe this story. It has to, it sounded made up to me. You know what I mean? The way I said it. To this day, I get people messaging me, dude, I can't believe your stepdad did that to you. I'm like, what are you talking about? I, dude, it was fake. Can't you tell by the way I told the well, story that you, it was fucking fake? <laughs> you should take it as a compliment because your acting was so good. <laughs> yeah, I that, was like, like, yeah. That's ever, what's weird. That's what's weird is when you see, like, someone should edit together because you see a lot of dumb videos on YouTube. Well, but, sure. but a video that someone should do is really good acting in adult films. <laughs> because it exists. Oh, it because totally does. There's, there's like really there's, good acting. I'm glad you brought this up because I have a favorite on YouTube. It's like a fucking porno from like the 80s, I want to say. And it's called Horrible Porn Acting. And it's literally a girl. And they, and they put it on loop because it's like so bad. Where she <laughs> says... Would it be possible to drop me off right there? My, or is it possible to drop me off near there? I live right near there. My roommate just dropped me off. And then she does a hair flip. <laughs> and oh they God. just loop it. Would it be, if, you, if you Google, if you go to YouTube and type in, would it be possible to drop me off? My roommate just dropped me off. That, that shit, I guarantee you that shit will pop up. But it's literally some porn chick saying, would it be possible to drop me off? I live right near there. My roommate just dropped me off. Hair flip. And then you're like, and it's just on loop because you're like, was that scripted or did she just make that up? Because it doesn't even make sense. But then, but, <laughs> then, but then you'll see like adult films where there's really good acting. Yeah, it's no, for shocking. totally for sure. There is oh, an AVN award. For there's it. an AVN award is for there, best is actress. There? Oh wow! Well, so like the AVN awards. I love is the like, AVNs. Doesn't Michael Bay go to the? AVNs? It's like the porn. Oscars. He always like hides his face. Right? <laughs> he doesn't want to be seen there. Could you like, imagine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do. True. They do give out. It's kind. It's like it's definitely the the. The porn Oscars, you know, they give out they give out awards for best acting. I gotta go. I gotta go. A, a friend I mean, of mine does to, PR for it. I have to say, so can it's, get me it's, in. it's not like it was, you know, in two thousand and four. Um, it might be a little different Why? now. What was it like in two thousand four? It was like the Oscars in two thousand and four. Oh, like, so it was like upscale. Like, it was like, like a very upscale. It was at the Venetian. Um, there was no fans. It was all about chicken the talent. Dinner. Yeah, they had dinner tables set up. Everybody had seating assignments. It was very very Oscar. 
Oscar like. Mm-hmm. Now they've invited the fans to come, which is fine. But so they charge like money so fans. Yeah. Oh yeah, buy tickets. Oh, I didn't know. But that. but That's the it. way I remember the first time they invited fans, they had like a bleacher type of setting or whatever, and they mixed Ugh. the fan seating with the talent seating. Oh, that sounds and like that's a bad that's a idea. horrible idea. And everybody was all like, "What the fuck happened to the Avian Awards? Like this is so weird. Like it was just it was just kind of weird." And that was like the first year I think I believe that was the first year that they had fans like invited to the Avian Awards. But it was just weird how they had the seating arrangements. Everybody was kind of weirded out by it. And then they they still kept the whole idea as the years went on. Okay, we're gonna have fans come, but it's not like as fancy and upscale as it was, you know, back you know, fucking 15 years ago. You know what I mean? But, um, I haven't, I can't really say much because I haven't been to the actual awards itself in a while, but I've heard it's, you know, it's a little different. You I mean, can, can watch it on Showtime if you it's want an, to. It's entertaining as fuck because you have a comedian that like kind right, of MCs yeah. with a porn star and then it's kind of a hoot. And then they, they get like good a, comedians. I mean, they, they do. do. Good talent. Yeah. yeah. yeah they had David Tell a couple years back. I love yeah, David yeah, Tell. Yeah, David Tell. David and then they had, awesome. What's her name? Lisa Lampanelli. She, Lampanelli she was, was a couple years back. Um, uh, who was this year's? I don't even remember. I know the year before was Kate Quigley. Okay. Yeah, uh, they had, and then they have a lot of musical acts. So it's, you know, they still have the production, you know, some of the production. I guess. They had Waka Flocka. <laughs> they did have Waka Flocka. As the musical act. No, the best yeah. is when Rolling Stone magazine printed this. They had Crazy Town performed, and there was, you know, um, the trans um, porn actress Vanity. She's hot, okay? Super fucking hot. She was up on stage and I remembered the singer from Crazy Town was all up on her shit and then Rolling Stone printed it and was like, I don't think, he, or I think he said, dude looks like a lady or whatever. Oh. And totally, because she's very, she's very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Infamous for fooling people because she's gorgeous as fuck. But has um, a penis. But has a penis. Well, that's, the, the comedian Jim Norton should have hosted. Yeah. <laughs> I love Jim Norton. I just yeah. watched his new special. It's oh, really good. Oh, the new good. special's great. I, I've watched it as well. Netflix, awesome. Yeah, so, wow. Hmm? That's crazy. Yeah. I'm hoping that I get nominated this year. Oh, yeah, he was <laughs> in, he did a non-sex role. Non-sex role. Yep. Oh, really? Because see, okay, I was just going to get into that. So, like, okay, so they do, we, we're, they're doing so many diverts. We're, we're all ADD. At yeah. This point. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so. It's all over the place. So, like, they do the mother-daughter porn, which is always like, but what they try to do it is, is like the mother is like the stepmother. Yeah. So married to the dad, right? Mm-hmm. But it's the stepmother to the, so that's the stepdaughter. And then, like, the stepdaughter has, like, the boyfriend, but then the stepmom, sort of a cougary milf yeah, yeah, girl, yeah, 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 will come yeah, in yeah. and go, like, that's not how to suck a dick. <laughs> and then it's like, and then, and then, like, the mom will go and start to get into it. And then, like, the mother, but they're like, you know, they're not related, not blood yeah, related. Stepmother Even right. in the fiction of it, they're not blood related, no, right? No. But there's so much of that. And then there's the cuckold point. And I'm always like, what are these? They can't like where they're like, you know, uh, what is it like? It's always something of like, don't fuck my wife or like something yeah. fuck my wife. Yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. always like big and black always, dick inside my wife. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and there always be the guys and they just sit there and they're just why? And I always think I'm like, there's got to be some weird indie movie about what got that person to that place. Well, because like I'm just like sitting there and their whole role is to just. Watch, watch two people bang yeah so i don't know if you've ever been in one of those kinds of videos but like i've done i've done um 
cuckolding stuff, but they were always with other performers. And I know they, they do film cuckolding stuff where the guy being cuckolded doesn't do porn because they're like, he's not having sex or like whatever. You're just right, a right. You're just, you're just a guy like, you're the grip. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I've done, yeah, exactly. But I've done cuckolding where the fucking, uh, for kink specifically, where the guy that I'm cuckolding does porn, you know, and all that kind of right. shit. But, um, Speaking of ABN awards, they do give out awards for non-sex roles, and this guy. So, so you, so you don't. You just Where's met Matt your today. ABN? He does uh, not. I may be nominated this year. He's <laughs> never shot a porno. He doesn't. He doesn't perform as a performer at all. Right. But he, um, he happened to get a non-sex role in, in what two movies? Uh, one that may be nominated. Yeah, and so he plays a, a rabbi. Called- he plays a fucking rabbi. Tell him the name. Yeah, I'm. I played a rabbi where my daughters are all whores in a porno called. Jews love black cock. <laughs> this is, isn't there an AVN award for the best name? Because yeah, there I think are they do. I'm pretty crazy sure crazy names. I'm pretty I, sure they do give best title. Yeah, yeah like like no. like some of the ones I've seen lately. Like, oops, I cream pied my stepmom. You know, like just crazy weird. We were just like, okay, that got my attention because of the weird title. Like, I was in one movie that was called um, Come in my mouth, I'll spit it back into yours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holy shit. Yeah. No, but just like it's a long the, title. You, but think of it, like every title has to be done. You have to be creative. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like, like, so I love those that are like, it's just so outrageous. It's nuts. I came up with a movie title that won an award this year's AVN for best ethnic release, Asian Ooh. Fuck Machines. Ooh. Oh I, yeah. I, um, it's one of my last scenes that I ever shot and probably like, I was like, dude, this is like total, everybody that's reviewed it, they were like, this is totally AVN award fucking um, like worthy filmmaking. I, I did an impromptu double anal in the film and 60% of my scene is impromptu double anal. double anal should yeah. also be the name of a series. Seriously, of, uh, seriously. <laughs> because I've done double anal in my personal life before. That was impromptu. But anyways, <laughs> with identical twins even. Oh my God. Oh but, my God. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it's my life. Okay. So um, I'm pretty sure I posted about it on Facebook. Um, but no, this movie, I remember he, we were doing the BTS and we were just talking and, you know, I'm talking shit, whatever, shooting shit with the director. And he's like, um, something, something came up where I was like, oh yeah, one of my nicknames is um, uh, LBM or LBFM, Little Brown Fuck Machine. And he was like, oh, so you're kind of like an Asian fuck machine. I'm like, yeah, I'm like an Asian fuck machine. He's like, I think we found the title for the movie. Boom, the movie came out. Asian Fuck Machines wins Whoa. an award for Best Ethnic Release 2017 Avian. Now, do, do, nice. you, do you think that like, I mean, you have all these wild stories. Do you think that there are certain groups of women that read your stories and mm-hmm. are kind of envious of your life? Oh, Meaning I Meaning they wish they had the guts to to get into the positions that you are, where you're able to fulfill uh, some of these deeper fantasies. Because I, I do think that, like, when I look at something like Twilight, I feel like that Twilight is all based on like a girl wants to get banged by two guys at the same time. Oh, for time. sure, for, oh, sure. for sure, right? Like, and, and I feel like that's a very normal fantasy it for really a woman is. to have. I think it's normal. Now, put it this way: so I, when when I did when I do post all my stuff, right, I'll, I get a lot of women that will write to me privately or they'll comment, you know, whatever, but. More often than not, I'll get women that hit me up regardless um, of how. And they always tell me, I love that sound. <laughs> um, they always tell me, you know, I, I like to live vicariously through your posts because I'm very open in you know my social media about like the stuff that I do, like, like right, we just discussed. Right. And a lot of girls will tell me, I, I like to live vicariously through your posts because I wish I had the balls to do the stuff that you do. And on the flip side, I have girls that call into my radio show that are like, I love listening to your show and listening to your stories because it makes me feel like I shouldn't feel ashamed 
about my sexuality. I'm yeah, sure you fuck. shouldn't. Like, like and, and also, I feel the, like it's been such a long time fantasy of, I want to be with two girls. Like yeah. a, a guy expressing that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to be with two girls and a range of threesome, whatever. But it's, it's, I feel like it's only been recently that women have been able to actually express that they would like to fulfill a fantasy that's kind of the opposite. Oh, of that. yeah. Yeah, and, and, and be more open. And I feel like there's sort of mainstream examples of that being. You know, like I think Twilight bringing up Twilight is one of them, and also I think uh, to a certain extent, um, True Blood also played into that, right? Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, because you know, Suki had like you know she had like multiple lovers, and there was even like a fantasy. I think it was like was it a cover of Rolling Stone? It might have been, or was it Entertainment Weekly, where um, she was with uh, the two um, leads? Oh wait, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, Eric and Bill, right? I think Matt's gonna look it up right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm on it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, True Blood, like that was also a thing because True Blood and I thought Twilight were very similar in, in that sense, mm-hmm. and it was based on that fantasy. And both are written by women. Both are female authors. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Twilight's a female author. True Blood's female author. So when I see you writing all this stuff, I'm like, wow, you're like doing. You're you're doing these things that I think a lot of women wish that they could even express that they think about. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm saying it as a compliment. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Thank you. I, no, yeah. I like I like hearing that. Thank it you. was Entertainment Weekly. It was ah. Entertainment Weekly. Yep. See, got it right there. Yeah, right. She's in the middle. Got the bite marks on her neck. That's like the very. There's there's another one that's more explicit. I can tell you that that there is another version of that might have been for Rolling oh, Stone or something shit. else that is way more explicit than that where they're basically naked. You're, 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 oh you're my not, god! Yeah, Google image that. Google image that. But what's so weird is, is that I saw a movie recently. I'm mm-hmm. talking about an independent. Oh, movie. there it is. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Oh my you, god! You've seen this? You've seen? I swear you've seen this. So, internet. But there, <sighs> there was a, um, uh, but there was a movie that I saw recently that was submitted to Film Threat for review, uh, called The Drama Club. Uh-huh. This is I'm talking about a mainstream independent film and mm-hmm. in it there's a dp scene in it that oh it's not, shit it's, it's not graphic it's not graphic but it's like this couple they're like a married couple mm-hmm. and it's like heat of the moment and there's mm-hmm. another guy there they do a dp and then like the guy is a little insecure about it the the husband and uh but it's weird that that's like leaked in and i talked to the director about it and i was like i thought that was just it was just like a very i thought it was it was cool that he did that right like oh, shit yeah. oh yeah uh it's Rolling Stone. That's the cover I'm that's talking about. That's the cover. About. It's just not coming up very large. But, but you can still see that about. they're clearly like naked. They're ba- they're naked. Yeah, they're all yeah. naked in that. So yeah, a couple Ooh. inches to the right or left, there'll be some penetration <laughs> going on. Yeah. Have you precisely. ever seen that one movie? It's basically porn. Um, it's the guy who did Irreversible. What's his name? Um, Gaspar No. Yeah, yeah. He did Love. Have you ever seen that? I have not. I have not either. It's on Netflix, and it it's basically porn. It opens. The scene opens with a guy. Um, getting his dick stroke like a girl's jerking him off and he jerks off to completion like and I'm like yes they're showing everything they I was even reading up on it because I I thought it was very interesting that he shot okay so here's an interesting part about this you've seen Irreversible right 
Uh, with, no, no. Oh, you've I never seen no. Irreversible. I was. I have not seen it. So please don't judge. Well, no, no, no. You know, I haven't how, seen it either. So you've never seen it. Okay. Well, <laughs> tell our audience about it. What are you? Yeah, you tell us. Okay. I know. I know a lot about that there, movie. So there is like a what a sixteen minute rape scene between. Yeah, no, it's very. It's very very brutal. And the Gaspar Noe, who did that film, he actually, the first film he wrote, but well, I don't want to say the first, the movie he wrote before Irreversible um, was a movie called Love, and he actually initially wrote it with, um, now I'm fucking blanking on the names, uh, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Quickly, don't worry. Um, IMDb Vincent will help Castle us. and Monica Bellucci. Um, you know, real life couple who are also in irreversible, right? He had written the movie love with them in mind. And then they read, they were totally down. They read the script and they were like, dude, this is way too graphic. They're like, like, you know, they basically said to him, this is putting way too much of our personal shit out there. So we're going to pass. So he said, all right, fine. Fuck it. So he put love on the back burner and then wrote irreversible and ended up using Vincent Castle and his wife in that film. Um, so then eventually he ended up making love, but it's like, it's basically porn. Like I was watching it and I was like, I mean, it's, it's hot stuff, but I'm like, I'm watching pornography right now. Like there's a dude's dick. He's getting stroked. That's not a fucking, uh, it's not a fake cock. Like, and then I, I, I researched on it and, um, apparently the way they shot the film, um, cause they're not porn actors. These are like real legitimate actors that agreed to do this. They're mostly European. I think the main guy is American. And they said that uh, the director said that he wanted to shoot all the sex stuff first so that you can get the real like genuine chemistry between the people, you know, like Mm -hmm. at first, you know, like, okay, we just met now we're going to have sex. You know what I mean? Because there's like threesomes. I think they even um, hook up with a trans woman in it. There's all it's just very, very graphic fucking shit. But um, yeah, first opening scene, I'm like, damn, dude's getting jerked off and he's coming all over her face. All right. (laughs) Like, holy shit. (laughs) Hey, occasionally real sex happens in sex scenes. No, it totally does. But in this case, it's like it's basically like almost like an artsy porn almost, you know, like there are artsy porn, but this is like more mainstream. Well, I mean, I don't know if I want to use the word mainstream, but you know, he did irreversible. He did all these other movies, but I was like, holy shit, it's good stuff. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to see, you know, porn have theatrical releases. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, like dude's dick is out. And these are not, well, I think the most fascinating thing for me when I watched it was these are not porn actors and you can kind of see it like, you know, how, okay, there's almost like a slight awkwardness, you know, because I think they shot it. If I remember correctly, they shot it in chronological order as far as like, you know, the sex scenes for like the buildup towards all the different things that they do. Cause the storyline is this couple, they end up hooking up with their neighbor and they have like a threesome thing going on. And then eventually there's like a love triangle type situation. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think the difference between like the stuff that's amateur and mm-hmm. the stuff that's professional adult is the amateur stuff is so it's lit so poorly? Oh, oh dude, it's so bad. The worst. Are you kidding me? And bad yeah. angles, so bad. And then there's oh, yeah. the stuff that's like really well. Okay, this is okay. <laughs> now you're gonna think I'm crazy if I bring this up. There's the stuff that's like really well shot on HD. That's really well lit, where like they blow out, like mm-hmm. where it's like very white. And I'm looking at the fixtures, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, that is the best kitchen island. 
I had, you, you know the kind I'm talking about where they oh, yeah. like film it at like a really nice place. Yeah. And I get all caught up in like the decor. You're like, yeah, exactly. And You're I'm like, like oh, oh my like god, the house looks. Look at yeah. those. Those that shelving is that interesting. That tile and all that. Because <laughs> I subscribe to Dwe- the only print magazine I subscribe to now is Dwell. Do you, do you read Wait, Dwell? what is that? Dwell no. magazine. D W E L L Dwell magazine. It's an international magazine that is all about like just home furnishings and mm-hmm. it's like if you if like home goods is your porn which it is for me like like you will love Dwell magazine. Interesting. Like, yeah, cuz we were just Matt, we were just complimenting you on I was on your place well, thank like you how was, yeah. like amazing like it looks like an adult lives here. It's very like, clean. And I don't it's know cool well, shit the, everywhere. The, 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 you you can bring girls back here. The you can bring is, girls to this place. I try. <laughs> <laughs> the cleanest is completely my roommate's fault. He's <laughs> the one who's like, well, I used, I'm used to living with only boys. Well, no, I only live with boys. I've very seldom lived with women, but um, I'm used to living with just boys. And at some, at one point, I lived in downtown LA in a loft with five dudes. That was like the most like people I've lived with in any. You know, Satine Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I yeah, moved yeah. into her old spot when oh, she wow. when she moved out. And I ended up living with fuck a house full of fucking dudes, and I was the one that was like, "Okay, I'm the house mom. Let me just keep everything nice and tidy, all the art on the walls and stuff, and making everything clean." Oh man! I feel bad. We've lived here over a year already, and we still haven't actually hung the art. Oh wow! No, you got to get to that. Yeah, well, that's why the rollerball posters. Still that was on the floor. like that was kind of like my last place that I lived in when I lived with Anthony and Kyle. We had, see how Matt and I know each other. We've mm-hmm. mentioned this before on the podcast. We almost moved in together. Yeah. Oh, wow. that, so like my two roommates um, that I did end up moving in with, they they all know each other. And then he was just like, ah, I'm going to just stay in my old place and end up moving in with the other two dudes. And we kind of had shit just lying around. Are we going to ever put this stuff up? Okay, I guess not. Yeah, I need to hang this shit. Especially because yeah. the rollerball poster and the getaway poster. I love that. At least they're still showcased though. They're still showcased though, which is great. But yeah, you should totally hang them, man. You have all that space behind the TV well, that's where Although the cool. negative space is kind of cool. I kind of like like that too. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. You have choices to make. This is true. This is very true. And I have to pee. Uh, Are we pausing then? Yeah. All right, we'll pause. (laughs) And then he's back from peeing. I yeah, that was. (sighs) (laughs) There is something like like I will say that like I don't know if this is true for women, but the first piss that you take Mm -hmm. after drinking alcohol. Oh my god! for, For a man, here's how I'll describe it as like a mini orgasm. It's no. a, it's like an orgasm et. I'm not gonna it's, lie. I'm not gonna lie. Agree. Whenever I do go to the bathroom to take that first piss after you know fucking drinking right, lunch, right. I'm literally I literally will audibly be like, ah. Oh. Yeah, yes, it's a. <laughs> it's just because it feels so good. I'm like, oh right. my god, that feels really good. So okay, good. so wait, I'm not I'm not crazy. I'm not the only <laughs> no, one that feels this all. way. No, not at okay, all. good, no. good. I'm good. I'm glad. And to that's know. exactly what happened because I was like, hold, like how long were we talking for? Ninety minutes. Yeah, about that. Yeah, we had ninety yeah. minutes, and I've, I've had like what two cocktails? <laughs> and a half, two and a half. See, yeah, yeah. For me, yeah. I started drinking at noon today. So. Yeah. So me, I was like, ah, afternoon drinking. I went to Ye Rustic Inn, had some chicken wings, started drinking. Nice. I was afraid I was actually going to be trashed by the time you showed up. No, it's perfect. Yeah, I showed up and he's like, I've been day drinking. I'm like, are you sloshed right now? He's like, no, because I figured we're going to be drinking for like the next like two hours. So good. I'm like, like, I got a good buzz going. I'm having a cigar now. I will say this, though, like the podcast that was happening before you started recording this podcast (laughs) is actually a pretty good podcast. You were telling a story. Yeah. 
So it's about okay. the Burgundy Room. So okay, you have to repeat the story. I, I've never actually. Po- so it's funny because you've seen my posts and stuff like that. I, I'm very, I very, I'm very public about like my excapade, my sexcapades, if you will, and like all the the dates and non dates that I go on, whatever can, you want to call. Can them. I ask before you tell the Burgundy yeah. Room story yeah, yeah. what you're going to tell? Yeah. Does it ever affect? those goings on meaning like because you're on social media Mm -hmm. talking about this stuff does it affect those interactions in any form okay because i feel like in a way and i feel like in a funny way you're reviewing these people these well you know i'm so i'm I'm actually really happy that you brought this up because this has something to do with the guy that i'm about to show the story oh my god i didn't actually mention this earlier but i'm gonna mention it now please do but i'll I'll start from the beginning so I, you know, I meet this guy on Bumble, right? Which is kind of like the equivalent to Tinder. <gasps> I love Bumble. Bumble me too. is sort of like, yeah, Bumble's way, like, I'm not on Bumble now because I'm in right, a relationship. Right, sure, yeah. But mm-hmm. like, Bumble, I thought was a higher class of women. And I agree with this. Whereas Tinder, totally I thought, was kind of gross. On all angles, because you know why? I, I put myself, when I was on Tinder and Bumble, I would put myself available to both men and women because obviously I like women too, you know what I mean? But I felt like on Tinder, there was more bots than anything else. Yes. But then when I went on Bumble, I was like, wow, this chick's legit you know what i mean so yeah i really liked bumble a lot but hey, um Annie, real quick what when it's two girls matching who has to contact who first either oh either. that's cool either yeah, because i, I would about that. You know, I, can, I, can i tell my other dating thing when i was on okcupid years mm-hmm. ago i discovered that every woman i hooked up with an okcupid had really bad credit this is a, <laughs> a, a bizarre but true in every instance it would always be like we, I don't know. It was just like the girls had always bad credit and were just really bad at finances. Chris, this sounds like it's a, oh maybe this God. is something that like I'm saying at like my age. <laughs> like, man, the women have really bad credit. So it sounds kind of lame. Did you find out what their credit score is? Before or it, after. it would just like, come up in conversation. Really? Like, so it would come up? Oh my God, this one crazy girl oh I dated. Oh my God, I see, I would girl, never, yeah. Crazy girl I dated for a very short time was like going to donate a kidney to her brother who she didn't like just for the money because she needed the money to pay off credit card debt. Oh my but God. But somehow it always came up in conversation like this weird thing like, why is it every woman on OkCupid just has bad credit? I don't know. It's oh strange. my God. Sorry. Weird no, category. no, no, no. This is just your story is going to be no, a million times better. No, this is very interesting to me that that would even come up in conversation. Like, yeah, by the I've way, my credit score happen. is like 400 no, something. It, it was weird, but then like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's because OkCupid is free. So I guess. Bumble, Bumble's also free, but you can sort of boost yourself You can do like a VIB. It's yeah. like I called a VIB They call thing. it VIB? Oh, interesting. I thought it was free though because I was part of that. Well, I mean, it's been a while. But it is free. But it, it is, is geared free. towards what I do like with Bumble is I think it attracts a higher caliber. I agree with that statement. I totally, yeah. I I don't know about the dudes. Like I, the dudes for sure too. Because if you look at my phone, okay, I have to pull this up because we never actually brought we brought this up on our last episode, right? But we I never actually pulled it up to show proof. So I'm just gonna pull it up now for the listeners because I obviously all your Bumble like uh, like matches. No, not even matches. The amount of dudes that are Bumble. Look at how many names I have that say Bumble. Oh my God! I would do the same thing. I would do like the girl's first name and then Bumble's the last name. Look at that! And it has a bumblebee next to it. Oh nice, nice. my God! So when you meet people in a bar in real life, do you put first name bar where you met them at? Because I still do that. Sometimes, sometimes I would do that. But like, so no. So this dude, let me yeah. let me tell the story. I deleted but, all my Bumbles, so aw. I don't have any. But I wonder if I have any OK Cupids. <laughs> I'm just gonna see check. mine says OKC, so I'm like okay, OKC right. Right. or yeah. Tinder or POF for plenty of fish. Uh, oh my god! How many say J date? 
No, no jaded. Why not? I don't know because like okay, here's the thing. The reason why I gravitated more towards Bumble and like Tinder is you, because you and Steve you Bannon, can, you just well, not into. You can only message the only people that can message you are people that you match with on OK. Right? Do you know I have a screenshot? I can't pull it up now because I can't remember how far back it is. But on both OK Cupid and Plenty of Fish, I had like. 500 plus fucking goddamn messages from people. It even got to a point, I can't remember if it was Plenty of Fish or OkCupid, one of them said, you must pay to receive more messages or whatever because mm. I was, I that reached my like limit. That sounds like I think that might yeah. have been OkCupid. But, um, but like I had a shit ton of messages and like I would scroll through it and I would get so tired of scrolling through because I'm like, ah, no, no, no. So the reason why I like Tinder and Bubble is because the only people that I match with are the ones that can fucking message me right um, yeah. no I think Bumble is of all of those I think is the better one for sure I agree it's, I there's totally a filtering agree. process where the woman chooses and I think and that I, that's, you know what that's I like the way about, it is in real life I'm a I very think. I'm a very forward person as it is so what I like about Bumble is it forces the woman to fucking be social it has to be the one to fucking instigate conversation I fucking love that shit I yeah. love it too so, in theory but I've had so many women just be like hey and that's boring as fuck come on man you know what I mean like no profile pretty picture Hey. Yeah, yeah, but hey is mostly a guy move because guys. It is a guy move. It's hey. gonna be like hey. But then you get girls that are like so fucking boring. They're like, so breakfast or brunch? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you asking me? <laughs> like right. breakfast or brunch? Come on. So I meet this guy on there, right? Mm-hmm. Now, people that listen to my radio show on Sirius XM, I typically give guys nicknames because I don't like outing people. I always use nicknames to describe people that I'm talking about. And a lot that, that's of, smart. So like all these, you're, yeah. you're, you're giving them a nickname and they could probably figure out who they are, but no one else would. Exactly. And here's the thing. I, I like to use superhero fucking like, you know, <laughs> okay, so Captain America came over. So I fucked Thor this weekend, you know, she, bat, whatever, you know what I mean? And, um, and so this, so, okay, so let me start from the beginning. So I meet this guy on Bumble. We match. I have no idea that he knows who I am, even though I'm very used to, I, at the time I was very used to people like being very direct about it from the, from the, from the beginning, you know, when I first message or they messaged me, whatever. So this guy in particular didn't really say anything when we were corresponding via, you know, messages back and forth and eventually texting. I, I tell him, okay, meet me at this bar. We go to the burgundy room, which is in Hollywood. We go to the burgundy room. This motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting next to each other at the bar. He decides to open with this, okay? And the reason why I remember this so vividly is because I was still sober when it fucking happened, right? He looks at me. We're sitting face to face, you know? Because if I if I like the dude or chick, I like to fucking... My body language, you know, says a lot, right? So we're, we're facing each other. And he looks at me and he says, verbatim, this is exactly what he fucking said to me. I totally watched a video of you last night and I think it's awesome that you're sitting right in front of me right now. We're totally going to bang later. And I was just kind of like, wait, what? Like, what? And did you bang him? Okay, so. This this guy has no game, clearly. (laughs) No game. But But that doesn't mean that anyone would bang him. But but here's the interesting part about it. it. It came up in conversation later on. So, okay, so at this point, we're talking and he's like, talking about his fr- how his he was telling like he had no game he started telling me how his friends knew that he was with me like oh my my fr- he was like from a he was like and he was typically he was not like my i don't want to say i have a type right but this kind of guy i don't normally go for guys like him and he was like in a frat 
So he was like, oh, my brothers, da 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 they know that I'm with you right now. They think it's fucking awesome. I'm like, why are you telling me this? Like, why are you fucking telling me this? Keep that to yourself, man. But when he kept, the more he kept telling me all this shit, I was like, oh my God, do I have to like live up to some sort of fucking like reputation or whatever? But it gets better. We end up back at my place. And of course, I, okay, yes, spoiler alert, I ended up fucking him, okay? I was, <laughs> so I was, he was like, right. I was like, whatever, I'm gonna fuck him. But post sex, right? This is the best part of the story. Post sex, he starts telling me, so what kind of nickname are you going to give me on your radio show? And I'm like, oh my God, this motherfucker listens to my radio show. Because I don't ever talk about publicly on social media how I give nicknames to the people that I fuck with. Mm. That's just something that happens on my fucking show. So as soon as he said that to me, I was like, this dude listens to my radio show. So we start talking, like jumping. He's like, you should call me Aquaman because he like, you know, there's a whole thing. I don't even want to get into it, but I was like, okay, whatever, Aquaman. And at some point, as we're sitting in my room, just chit-chatting about this, because it was post-sex when he starts mentioning the whole nickname thing, right? At some point, okay, this is what's fucked up. At the time, I was very heavy into, I mean, I still am, but at the time I was very, very like addicted to weightlifting. So... Being in the business for for 14 years, you know, my body has fucking evolved over the years, right? Like, you know, I was, I had like bigger tits when I was 18. And then as I started getting into weightlifting, I started losing weight. And at the time I was like so big, like I was weightlifting five to six days a week. My tits shrunk. That's what happens when you're a woman who works out. Your fucking tits are the first thing to fucking shrink. So he looks at me and clearly, obviously he is familiar with my work. He makes a fucking comment to me where he's like, your tits are a lot smaller than I fucking thought they would be. And as soon as he said that, as soon as he said that to me, your tits are small. (laughs) Without skipping a beat, I was like, well, your dick is small. Get the fuck out of my fucking house. And then he fucking was like, are you serious? I'm like, get out of my house, dude. We're done here. Get the fuck out of my house. Aquaman. Get the fuck out of my house, Aquaman. (laughs) So then, because clearly, clearly I knew he listened to my show. So, of course, I do my radio show the next day, because this is at the time when I was doing my radio show three days a week. I um, do my radio show. I tell the whole story exactly how I'm telling it now. I was like, this motherfucker, you know what I mean? Called him Aquaman like we just fucking discussed, and I told him the exact story, and I was hoping to God that he was listening because I was like, yeah, I told that motherfucker to leave. I was like, you think my tits are small? Well, your dick is small. Get the hell out of my house. And I'm not even a size queen. I'm not even a size queen. But the fact that he had to make a comment about my tits, I was like, okay, we're done. Who the you, fuck does that? Yeah. Who yeah, does that? We're done here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's lame. Yeah. That's fucking lame. So... He should have been happy that he made it into the room. It's like, yeah, I was going to say, like, he should be worshiping you. He was like, you know, after all was said and done, he was just like, oh, you're going to talk about me on your radio show? I'm like, whoa. So we went from my, you know, we went from I jerked off to you last night to we're totally, I'm going to assume we're totally going to bang to my friends know, my frat boys know, my frat brothers know that I'm here with you right now to, are you going to give me a nickname? What nickname are you going to give me on your radio show? I'm like, oh my, it's like one thing after another. And then as soon as he made that tick comment, I was like, get the fuck out of my house. I, I'm pretty sure that he didn't tell his frat buddies about the small dick comment. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. he told, told but his I'm, frat buddies I'm about sure, the rest of I'm sure, I'm almost positive he listened to my radio show because the fact that he knew about it and knew my thing that I do on my radio, if, he, if you're familiar Is with that. Is that like, so when you 
you encounter a small dick? Because I'm sure you get disappointed sometimes. Like, here's the thing. Like, like I'm like, is I'm, that like? Can you work with it? Like, what so do you do? So here's the thing. I'm genuinely like, I've, I'm, I'm always telling people, look, I'm not a size queen by any means, but there is such a thing as too small, right? Like, if you've got, there's such a thing as a micro penis, right? I've never encountered Microphallus. that. Yeah. yeah, I've never encountered that. I have girlfriends that have, and I'm like, oh my god. Um, luckily, I've never uh, encountered that. Like, okay, for instance, for example, I did an impromptu gangbang. <laughs> As you do. Impromptu gangbang. I did an As impromptu gangbang. That sounds back. like a title for a series. Yeah, I did I'm an impromptu sure gangbang with a group of dudes. And I shit you not, there was there was um, seven of them and one of me were in this hotel in downtown LA. And the so just randomly. Randomly. And wow, like, this is great. Yeah. So what's the lead up to this, by the way? Come on. So I met them at a convention. <laughs> Are what you convention? a convention? What convention? No, it was a fucking gay convention, okay? A gay convention. A gay porn convention. And um, these dudes happened to be working for this fucking company, um, like promoting shit. And I thought it was all a bunch of gay dudes at this place. And I see these dudes, like, they see me, the one of the only few females in the place. They fucking approach me with the quickness and they're like, oh my God, there's a chick here. And I'm like, oh my God, are you guys straight? Like, you know what I mean? Because the whole time I'm there, I'm assuming everybody there is fucking gay. You know, they have promo boys and all this other shit. So I start flirting with one of them. Next thing I know, they're inviting me back to their hotel to go party, whatever. And next thing I know, I'm in their hotel room getting DP'd and... My ex was with me at the time, but he wasn't. He he wasn't initially partaking. Like he ended up, some other chick eventually ended up showing up, and he ended up hooking up with her that nobody else wanted to hook up with. But my ex would, you know, he would fuck anything. But anyways, um, he like initially was watching. I have, actually have a photo of this moment where, so he ended up calling room service while we're in the hotel. There's it's a nice ass fucking hotel in downtown Los Angeles. There's two beds. We're on one bed. I'm getting DP'd. Wait, I have there's a, eight of you on one bed. Oh yeah. I have a dick in each hand. I'm, you know, I've got like, um, I'm sucking on one. There's, there's, so, there's a picture of this, dude. I have a picture proof of this. And um, my ex calls room service. Room service shows up. I'm getting plowed DP style with a dick in each hand, whatever, all on one bed because we did this on purpose. The dude comes in with the food, and I'm just like getting fucked. And my ex, he's like, um, the dude, the the guy, the poor guy that like brought the the, the food. He's like looking at me us and 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 my ex and he's just like uh what the fuck is going on here and so my ex goes you can set it on the bed and he goes to set it on the empty bed that's on the other side he's like no no no, set it next to her you know like just fucking with him and he's like okay so he sets it next to me on the bed and then he just stands there and just kind of is there anything else that I can do for you? Did he put you? his hand out for a tip? Was- no. So this is what I said. As soon as he made that comment, he goes, is there anything else that I can do for you? I was like, we have room for one more. And I was just fucking with him, you know? I was like, we have room for one more. And then he was just like, okay, have a nice night. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, that, that story's there, probably legendary there, in that hotel. There's oh, yeah. not a story that will be told after that story <laughs> that will be better than that story. I feel like... I feel like that's that's the well, no. that's the climax of the show. But here, the whole point of me even telling that story is that out of all those guys, seven fucking dudes. I feel like there was not. Anyways, so out of those dudes, the one guy that was the smallest. I'm not saying he had a micro penis or anything like that, but he was definitely not huge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was definitely the smallest out of all the other guys. He was the one that fucked me the best. He was the one that made me come the most. He was the one that fucked me really good. And I'm like, wow, it's kind of amazing how the one guy who did not have a huge dick fucked me the best. 
So like I always tell people, I'm like, I'm not a size queen. Not to mention my pussy's small. So whenever I meet a dude, because I have met a lot of dudes where I'm like, holy fucking shit, dude, you're going in my butt because there's no way I'm letting you near my fucking pussy at all because my pussy's too small. So there's a t- there's a, there's a place for dudes that are like way too big. I'm like, no, just anal only. No, 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 no. But um, but yeah. So I've never really considered myself a size queen. I mean, I I get spoiled. Don't get me wrong. To the point where I'm like, damn, okay. But there comes a point where I'm just like, mm. sometimes I, I've hooked up with dudes before where they had big, beautiful cocks and they just, I'm like, okay, so one time I did another, <laughs> this is so funny. sounds like I'm making this up, but I'm totally not making this up at all. I had another impromptu gangbang at Johnny White's. Okay. Well, then that's you know the him. place for it to happen. Yeah. We went to a party. I flirted with this guy. We're ma- I thought he was hot. So we're making out. I invite him back to my friend Johnny's place because we happened to be just down the street from where he lived. And he invited three of his buddies. So there's four of them, right? We show up to fucking Johnny's place. Um, we're all hanging out at first. Next thing I know, I'm sucking on a bunch of dicks. Next thing I know, John, unbeknownst to me, Johnny had told a bunch of other people at this party, come back to my place. So more people show up. Next thing I know, there's more dudes in this room. And now I'm getting fucking deep. But now in this situation, compared to the last one, a lot of guys couldn't keep it up because they're like, I've never done anything like this before. This is fucking weird. One guy shows up who had like the biggest dick out of everybody in this fucking group. Um, As everything kind of slowed down throughout the night, the funniest part about the story, I have to add this in there um, since I've never shared this story um, on this podcast before. Uh, One, there was a girl because it was not just guys that showed up. There was a bunch of girls too. One girl kept peeping through the room because it was like a loft. So there was like all curtains, you know, no walls. You can hear everything. She peeks through the curtain. I didn't find this out until later on. She runs over to my friend Johnny. I guess she was rolling. She was like fucked up, drunk and like rolling. She was freaking out when she saw me in there with all these guys. So she tells Johnny, is that girl okay in there? Is she like being raped right now? Is she like, is she fine? Like legitimately like concerned for my well-being. And my friend Johnny, you know Johnny, He's, he's this fabulous gay man, by the way. He says to her, darling, 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 that's Annie fucking Cruz. This is just a typical Saturday for her. <laughs> I, think he said, I, I think he said casual Saturday, not typical. He's like, this is a casual Saturday for her. And so then she kind of calmed down a little bit. But then after he kind of calmed her down, she kept running back to the curtain, kept peering in. And when I finally noticed her, I was like, is that a girl? Come in here. We need more girls in this room because I'm like the only chicken here with a bunch of cocks around me. And she just scurried away. But on event- ecstasy, that's sad. Yeah, she was on ecstasy, but she was freaked. She was freaked out when she saw me initially because she was like, "What's going on?" So then, um, so as as the night went on, a bunch of dudes end up leaving. One of the guys ends up staying, and I'm like, "Oh, I get some one on one time with this one dude," and he had like the biggest, like it was a very beautiful, big penis. But when he fucked me. I'm not even joking. And my pussy, okay, ask any guy that's been inside me. <laughs> my pussy is anything but fucking loose, okay? When he was inside me, I literally was like, is it fucking in me? Like, what the, because it was a huge dick, but I was like, and he was like going with the move, and I'm like, he just was a lame fuck. He could, did not know how to use his fucking dick, and I'm like, this is such a shame. Like, you have a big, beautiful penis, but you don't know how to fucking use it. Um, and it wasn't like he was going limp. He just did not know how to fucking use it. And I'm like, this, okay. So at some point I was like, I gotta go home. Um, I have to be somewhere. So I, I have to go. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, you don't want to like get Brett? No, I want. I have to go home. <laughs> so <laughs> I just ended up leaving. It was horrible. But anyways, so I'm not really. I don't want to consider myself a size queen, although I I have found myself in many situations. Um, uh, you know, like I guess in the presence of big beautiful dicks, but. A lot of times, a lot of guys don't know how to fucking use it, or they're scared. A lot, I, I, I tend to scare a lot of dudes. You're terrifying, Andy. I terrifying. no, a lot of a lot of people are scared of me, man. They're like, "You just fucking petrify me." I'm like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't help it." But um, so yeah, you know, we can't top that story. C'est la no, vie. not at Nothing all. Nothing that, that we will say <laughs> that will top that story. No, I've never been with seven women at one time. <laughs> Uh, me either. So there you go. <laughs> I, I don't think between Chris and I, there's been you know an instance of three point five each where we could combine the story <laughs> to make right. it seven. Yeah, only with Cruz. <laughs> Every time I tell them, people are like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm just I fucking I don't know what happened." Saturday nights with Cruz. It's casual Saturdays. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, folks, this is what you get to look forward to at the L.A. Podfest in October. Oh, my God. No. Oh, oh God. you guys are going to do L.A. Podfest? Fuck yes, yeah. we are. Oh, wow. You should go. Yeah. No, I have go. been. I've, I've done my podcast there. Oh, dude. Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck yeah. Cheers, guys. Uh, yes. I'm empty. I need a Hell yeah. before I Oh, cheers. my God. Cheers. Well, here, yeah, cheers. Cheers to, empty. Cheers to me. Oh, cheers. I'm trying to refill. God yeah. Damn. Yeah. If you guys are going to do L.A. Podfest, let me know. I'll mm. go. He already got the hotel and the fucking his ticket. Yep. Yep. Awesome. So we're definitely going. So you should definitely. Be I'll be there. Well. Yeah. Did it last year. Got kind of ignorant. Do you see? Got ignorant. A little. Just a little. Well, it was your first time going there, right? Yeah, but there was a lot of a lot of drinking involved. Oh. The rest of the people were like, "Did you just break out a bottle?" Like, maybe. Wait, like in the fucking. Oh yeah. Can you a- do that? I don't see why not. Officially, you're not supposed to bring outside food or beverage. Well, I'm only asking because I know at porn conventions you get in trouble for busting out bottles. So I'm like, and maybe it's a little different at LA Pop. Well, and that's a, the, the no one from the hotel said shit about us breaking out a bottle. But yeah, we totally broke out. Just broke oh, out. Oh well, a bottle. then cheers to that. You yeah. could probably record like in your hotel room. And probably recruit a ton of really good guests. Well, so they have. You could the- record an entire season of shows <laughs> in one weekend. Seriously. Yeah, because well, it's they, like a they have the thing, podcast right? lab where we can just set up and record. Right, right. And last year with my previous co host, we had Brian Redband, Tony Henchcliffe on. We had Todd Glass on. I love Todd Glass. Oh, Todd was hilarious. He's great. The show is still available if you want to hear it because. <laughs> Todd was insane. It was amazing. <laughs> he has a lot of energy. Oh, Did you do something else with him? Or no? So we had Eric, we recently had Eric Olson and John B. Wagner from the oh yeah the Todd Glass right. show on at Todd's house while Todd was out of town. <laughs> Undisclosed location. Yeah, I like, heard that one. I listened to that one. They're like, please don't tweet about where you guys are at right now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> We're not at Todd Glass's house recording right now. This is totally not a thing. <laughs> we had a good time it was really funny because after we did that show I woke up to notifications that Todd was following me and then all of a sudden he wasn't <gasps> oh, no. oh no I think he was like oh this guy's you know promoting my friends and then he looked at my timeline like nope don't need to be associated with this oh, oh wow yeah. bummer is what it is but he still did the show because what we did last year was we asked a bunch of comedians stereotypical porn questions 
Wait, what do you mean stereotypical? Like What's a dra- stereotypical porn question? Like Draven asked Todd Glass, so do your parents know what you do for a living? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, like uh, that kind of question. <laughs> right. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That was our short form content. With Todd, it was amazing because we were sitting there talking with Eric Olson for about 25, 30 minutes. And Todd just sat down and grabbed a mic. And we just, without introducing ourselves, without any context, just started asking him these questions. And so at first do your he, parents know what you do for What else did you ask? I'm curious. Oh shit! What else do we ask? But you ask about his first anal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, there was just stuff like we related to comedy. It's like, you know, is there any particular bit that you like performing any better than other ones? Oh my god! And I and, like doing double anal more than I do regular anal because it's just double <laughs> the fun. Okay, anyways. So Todd played it straight at first, and then he like stops. He's like, "This is a bit, isn't it?" Okay, I'll admit I didn't realize it was a bit. Now that's a bit, and then Todd went off, and he told this whole insane story. About how his sister masturbates dogs for a living. Oh my, wait, to what? Dogs? Yeah, go back and listen to that episode. It's insane. Interesting. (laughs) There's a reason I entitled it Hurricane Todd Glass. Ah. See, I didn't hear that one. I just heard the one where you were at his place. uh, We're at an undisclosed location. And then in the midst of the fucking show, all of a sudden, all right, fine, you already said it, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, the Todd Glass studio is very nice in his backyard. Oh, very nice, very nice. But yeah, it's no, awesome. I want to get Todd on again when we're at LA Podfest because I know they're doing it again. I'm going to get Bert Kreischer on. That is the goal. Oh, Bert's great. Oh, I've yeah. Been, I've been on his podcast. He's fucking hilarious. He's awesome, yeah. I feel like he'd be a good fit for us, you know? He's the machine. Yeah, the machine. The machine. Oh, the machine with the Russian I did a TV show with him years ago. Mob. This, it, was like a, it was like a ripoff of the man show called The X Show. Oh, I on FX, that. I was on that show. I was on that show from the beginning to the end. Oh my that god, that was my first professional TV experience. Oh, I was shit. doing the X Show, and I remember like the X Show had this rivalry with the Man Show. Is this when Rogan and Sanhope were doing the Man Show? No, no, this is before. This is when uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Kroll. Oh, oh yeah, 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 the man yeah, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved the Man Show on Comedy Central. I thought it was very funny. Mm-hmm. Like the bits were good, whatever. And I would see like Adam Kroll because we shot on the same lot. So Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel would be walking around the lot and I'd go like, hey guy, huh? Like I was like all excited because I was like the movie guy that came on once or twice a week and did my little bit right on the show. And I could I had to pretend I didn't like that show. <laughs> and it sucked because I love the man show. So Aww. yeah. I like both versions of it. It was a very different show. Once. Oh, with Doug Stanhope and yeah, Joe Rogan. Oh. Joe Rogan, oh my god, it was very different. So if I, I really have to pee. Do you guys mind if I just pee? Yeah, like, go ahead. Pee right do, now. Like, just is that it. okay? Yeah. Like, because I feel like if I run to the bathroom, it'll waste a whole lot of time. Okay, just If I just do, do it. it like right here into my glass, yeah. it'll be fine. It's okay? Yeah, go ahead. I'll clean it up later. Sorry, no, Steve. No, no, no. Just, you've seen it. If I just whip my just, cock just out, whip it's your, fine. It's fine. I, it, come on. Just, All right. Yeah, and he's ahead. probably seen it before. It's really, okay. <laughs> it's okay. So here, yeah, okay. So much I'm gonna have to fucking clean up. Uh, can you? Can, it feels so good. It's like that. Let it all out, dude. Come on. Wait more. Come on. See, I'm now. I'm getting like like I'm getting shy in front. Of <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Am I causing performance anxiety for you? I, no, it's not. Look, I've peed in front of dudes. I I, I have not peed very often in front. Of <laughs> See, I would get pee shy. I mean, that sounds really weird, right? Like me getting pee. Anyway. Did you get yeah. pee shy? That's really, That's really weird. weird. Wait. Just uh, let, shake it out. Hey, if you shake it more than once, you're playing with it. All right. That's, that's all I got. 
<laughs> cool. Okay. Well, thank you. This is weird. Have you ever had anyone pee on the podcast? Actually, yes. Because it's two Wait, you hours. Have? No, one hundred percent. Igor pissing a monster can on air. I didn't want to stop during the show, like to do so. No, yeah. that that was Igor's mentality too. Like Igor Smith um, from Driven by Boredom. Yeah, one hundred percent whipped his dick out and pissed in a monster can on air. Interesting. All right. Well, okay. I thought I was doing something original. Nope. It's a tradition. No, because you're doing it in a glass instead of a fucking. Yeah, because I'm classy that way. You're classy. You did it in a glass, not in a fucking monster can. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what, guys? On that note, you know, with piss in the cup and all. <laughs> Wait, I could have waited a few more minutes. No. And yeah, you totally could have. I think on Great. that, it's last call. So cheers, motherfuckers. Cheers. Last, cheers. last call for Fuck alcohol. Yeah. Last call for alcohol. Yeah. Chris, Ryan, are you going to drink your own urine right now? No. Can I drink it? <laughs> Chris, thank you so much for coming on our show. Can you please tell us where we can find you? You can find me. I'm that Chris Gore on everything on Instagram, Twitter, that Chris Gore. Also, uh, read my movie website, filmthreat.com. And thanks for having me on the show. This was thanks for coming. Blast. You're amazing. Thank yes, you for being on. Such a blast to be here. Yeah, thank I'm so happy so to have you. Yeah. And you can find me at Annie Fucking Cruise on Twitter at Annie Fucking Cru- Oh AnnieFuckingCruise.com. For pleasure, AnnieCruz.com for business. <laughs> um, read, Annie, read your upcoming book. Yeah, at Annie Cruz on Instagram. And then, of course, my upcoming book, which title to be determined, I guess. We need yeah. to come up with a TBD. solid fucking title. That's hey, all for me, though. Slayer? No, tweet at Annie. Suggest book titles. Give me some fucking book titles, you guys. It has oh, to be good. good. Idea. Yeah. Maybe okay. I have wait. Them occasionally. As an incentive, if anybody can come up with an amazing fucking book title, I might send you a little something something. So be creative. Y'all. It will not be a cup of Chris's urine, I promise. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. It might be. It might, it might be. be mine mixed with it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, Slayer, where can we find you? As always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, and Matt F and Slayer on Facebook. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter, and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. But of course, you can always go to andnowwedrink.com where you can find everything else on there. Damn, dude. Shit, let's finish drinking. Yeah, we got a little damage to do. All right, then. Good night, all. Cheers. Cheers.